Hello and good afternoon, good evening, and in some places, good morning. Welcome to this new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and this is the first day in days that I'm actually feeling a lot better. My back is not out. I'm still a little wonky, but uh, coming off the heels of COVID and to get my back being thrown out on Wednesday, it's just not been a good couple of weeks. But with that said, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we have been starving for news and my goodness has they have have the gaming gods answered the call because wow i mean we got everything from sony saying that they can't make a call of a game as good as call of duty to saying that they have a feeling that if microsoft owns call of duty that they're going to move people or customers from playstation to xbox well you know that's how the cookie crumbles we're also going to be talking about the big announcement from yesterday ladies and gentlemen where Xbox announced uh, through, I have a press release in front of me from Microsoft regarding the family, the long-awaited family plan for Game Pass. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be industry-changing. I don't think that people have had enough time to actually digest what this means. It is it, the price of admission for what you are getting is going to drive sales through the roof. And when you equate Microsoft's first party, uh, what they currently own, and you actually add the, uh, the Activision Blizzard King stuff, and then you talk about potentially seeing this fall a $199 uh, Series S, I, I got to tell you. Uh, Sony has every right to be scurred. There's no doubt about it. Uh, they're, they're, they are I, – look, I, I'll say this now, and if you're a Sony fan, I'm not, I'm not console warring here. I'm being completely honest. They will lose the, the, the market leader crown. It's not a matter of if. It's a, just a, at this point a matter of when. And at some point, Microsoft – again, have they failed their fans in 22? Yes. Yes, they have. They've disappointed me. I'm a huge Xbox dude, and I, I, you know, I got to call spade a spade. They, they didn't deliver this year, and that's, you know, that's just the way the, the world is right now. But the reality is, is once they get a cadence going, and and Phil Spencer said it. He actually said the word cadence. We need to do better. We need a a, a proper cadence for our first party stuff. He knows that. Everyone knows that. And when 23 hits, folks, the first half is going to be like madness uh oh you know what hold on a second i have rich oh this is amazing this is going to be a show rich whole law is in the house my goodness dude. Right. morning hey, listen good morning. I, welcome yeah l- first of all rich thank you so much for joining us i got to congratulate you publicly my god your channel has exploded on the scene and you awesome. know something unbelievably deserved you have brought such a finite point of view to gaming through a law perspective that you make it understandable and and you know something your success is uh is is great to see i'm happy that you're here today i know we only got you for 30 minutes look before i do the rest of the interview uh the introductions i rich has only a half an hour to give rich i want to i want to get right into this and what i want to do immediately is i want to play something from uh um yahoo finance Okay. Uh, that came popped up yesterday uh, uh, from uh, Michael Pactor. Now, Michael Pactor, if you know, 
like all of us, gets it wrong more than he gets it right. But he had a great point. And I want to I want to play that video for you right now. I'm going to bring it up on screen. Let me get to my shared screen. I'm going to play. Take, Let's take a listen. deliver games to any any screen that you have. And that potential market is three and a half billion people. So I don't think they'll get that many subscribers, but will they go from 25 million to 100 million? Yes. So, you know, much like Disney bought Fox to support Disney Plus, they didn't pull the Fox movies out of theaters. They're just putting the catalog eventually onto Disney Plus instead of HBO. And that's a very, very smart strategy. So that's where this is headed. Um, more free to play. Activision's great at free to play. More than half their revenues come from free to play. So it's a big, big opportunity for Microsoft to get good at it. Okay, now let me let me just stop that right now. Here we go. Now, Rich, look, the thing yeah. is this: uh, Pact has been in the news a bit this week, uh, okay. like he like he like he normally does. He comes out of nowhere, and, and everyone's talking about what he had to say. And one of the things that he uh, talked about a day before this interview, Rich, was that he has a strong suspicion that this deal is going to get done by October. Now, I know that you have done. Uh, I, I mean, your your playlists are just bonkers good. Like honestly, really good stuff. If you know, if you don't know who Rich uh, who Hoglore is, go to YouTube, subscribe to this dude because he brings a great point of view when it comes to having corporate law in the conversation of video games. So, Rich, has has your opinion changed at all? That you know, obviously, the big talk of the week is the Brazilian leak or documentation that came out that Sony is scurred and that they can't make, uh, you know, a triple A AAA game as good as Call of Duty. Uh, there was there was some commentary that if Microsoft does get uh, Call of uh, Call of Duty, that they're going to move people from one platform to the other, which is just straight up business. Has any of your opinion changed on when this deal gets done? Well, so I've long said that I felt that quarter one next year was the most likely time for this to actually close up. I think that anybody that's guessing at what these regulatory bodies, especially the Federal Trade Commission here in the United States and the European Union's regulatory bodies are going to do vis-a-vis -vis timing is maybe not as foundationally presented <laughs> in evidence as you might otherwise hope. And, and understand, Michael Pachter, he gets stuff wrong. He gets stuff right. I, it's your job in that role as analyst and going out on interviews is to make predictions, to tell yep. people what is going to happen in the future. And that's always going to come with risk. So look, it could it happen earlier. October seems really early to me, but um, could it happen before the end of the year? Sure. It absolutely could. But the federal trade commission in particular is an absolute wild card. So I, you know, I, I grow uh, at least a little bit more concerned that they might try to do something with a consent decree or otherwise uh, stick a spanner in the works. Uh, based primarily not on Microsoft, but on what they just did with Facebook and their purchase of a of a VR fitness company uh, at only four hundred million dollars that they're blocking. Um, and I, I think that their theory of that particular case is significantly wanting for the precedent of antitrust law in the United States, which doesn't mean anything specifically about Microsoft and Activision, but it does mean that the Federal Trade Commission is willing to just throw down uh, on very limited premises. So. Microsoft has been acting as a good citizen for the last six months, yep. wants to be uh, everybody's corporate citizen friend, is trying to get out in front of that with respect to the FTC. They might well succeed at that. God knows they have a lot of lobbyists and a lot of government relations folks at that company. Um, but I think that it's entirely unclear where things will go and whether or not the Federal Trade Commission will just pass on it.
or not. So I continue to think it goes through. I continue to think it probably goes through with some kind of consent decree that hopefully materially doesn't change the way these companies operate, but might have some things that Microsoft's otherwise uh, willing to agree to in it. And that that process probably goes for another quarter longer than what uh, Michael Pachter thinks. But could he be right? Absolutely. I just tend now, to think it will take a little bit longer. Now, you know what? I, I, I'd like you to just touch on the, the decree that you just talked about. Uh, in your opinion, what would that be? Would that be that Call of Duty remains on all platforms? Well, what we've heard leaked out of our process here in the United States is that they're specifically concerned about data, uh, labor, and potentially functionality of the digital ecosystem, which would be your kind of exclusivity on Call of Duty and things like that. Right. Um, we also saw that reflected in the questions that were asked by the Brazilian regulatory authority. And we've seen that in other places. I think New Zealand also asked questions like that. And we can anticipate that those are the kinds of diligence questions that almost all of these regulatory bodies are gonna ask. We don't get to see with the same level of transparency what the FTC asks for or what the EU asks for. But um, I, I think that you could be looking at something that says, no Call of Duty will be uh, available on. See, it's very difficult, right? You can see the difficulties with regulatory bodies. You could you could say Sony, but you also don't want to foreclose the possibility that there's some other competitor that pops in. Um, and so you have to really think about how to legally draft these things so that Microsoft isn't too locked in, but that we're also contemplating a future where maybe there's another party that's involved um, and those kinds of things. That's why it takes longer if you're going to be negotiating a consent decree. Uh, but you could ask for that. You could ask for specifics on Game Pass availability or pricing or that kind of thing. Um, it's really hard to say because the theory of the case that leads you to a consent decree is not one that would ordinarily be borne out by our antitrust precedent, right? Microsoft doesn't really have a monopoly in any of these areas, including really digital subscription services or those kinds of things. So you're kind of trying to preemptorily stop um, monopolization of market power and things like that. And so what... I at the FTC care about is going to live in my head. So what does Lena Khan want? We don't quite know yet, but we know that she's willing to have her commission be used very aggressively in places that it doesn't seem like there's an antitrust issue at all, like with respect to Facebook and within. Um, so I would anticipate, yeah, probably something on Call of Duty. That seems what a lot of people are fixated on. I don't think Microsoft actually cares. Um, so, I mean, I think that kind of game uh, could be could be held to be needed to be on multi-platforms. And there could be some other things uh, with respect to the business items. Again, pricing, availability, that kind of thing that could come up specifically with Game Pass uh, more than anything else that goes in their ecosystem. Well, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, one of our topics today, which uh, is what was announced yesterday, the, the insider program. Family for stuff. The family, yeah. the family plan. Now, it's interesting that you say that where I know that you had said multiple times in many of your videos one of the decrees that you think that could be a possibility is not raising the price of Game Pass for X amount of years, right? Yeah, um, but I think I think Michael Pachter advanced that, and I was commenting on it in in the videos as a possibility. Um, it, price fixing as a concept is something that historically regulatory bodies have been at least a little bit circumspect about using because they have these tools, they have these hammers for these nails. Uh, but you don't actually want to accidentally mess up an economy or or require things to be specific prices when you couldn't actually uh, fund that uh, uh, kind of thing. So, uh, yes, it's a possibility and it might just be a hold. You know, you won't you won't raise it for a period of time. And if it's something that Microsoft wasn't going to do anyway, because we're still in the marketing component right. side of things, yeah. the FTC can look like they get a win. Microsoft can look like they are, you know, chastened and a good corporate citizen. And then in the back offices, you say, well, 
we, we're collecting subscribers for the next five years anyway. What does it matter if we agree to this, right? So you can have consent decrees that are effectively uh, perfectly fine with the party that is otherwise agreeing to the thing. And I think that's where we're likely to wind up because if Microsoft were to be pushed too much on this stuff, well, I think they have the resources to go and fight some of these more novel interpretations that the FTC might be otherwise pursuing. Yeah, and you know that that actually was going to be my next question to you, Rich, okay. uh, uh, regarding the uh, potential lawsuit because we saw that happen with Amazon and MGM, right? When they when we they did. purchased MGM, uh, they basically uh, uh, threatened a, a, a monster lawsuit, and the FTC wound up backing down on it. Um, they did, but they wound up backing down. If you look at those articles on a two to two block between the Republican appointed commissioners and the Democratic appointed commissioners. And since then, there has been a third Democratic appointed commissioner, and it is that three to two vote that saw the Facebook lawsuit go through. So I think it would be fair to interpret that Amazon MGM would have wound up in a blocking lawsuit if the current configuration of the FTC existed back then. Mm, interesting. Now, what what do you think would push Microsoft to kind of drop the gauntlet and say, okay, you know what? We have been playing Mr. Good Guy. We have given everything, every piece of information that you want. Uh, and we, and you know, we're keeping one of the biggest IPs in gaming, literally the biggest IP in gaming, multi-plat. We've already promised that, you know, digital, uh, you know, we're giving the best value. What, what, what potentially pushes Microsoft over the edge? No, it'll be them asking for something that they don't want, right? So the way this works in the process is that the FTC says, we think there might be a market share issue here, a monopolization issue here. So we're going to block unless we can come to an agreement on a consent decree. And then we say, here's what we need in the consent decree to make the, to allow this to go through. Microsoft says, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But you know, you say, oh, you have to make all of the ZeniMax titles multi-platform. Microsoft says, really? Um, well, you know, we are spending money here. We did try to buy an asset. Um, we don't want to do that as an example, right? Right. right of course. As yes. an example, something crosses the line for them. You will lower the price by game pass in half, you know, something ridiculous. Right. from the FTC. But either way, even if it didn't come across as ridiculous to us on the outside, it's something they don't want to do. So Microsoft goes in and says, um, well, you're not the final decider of whether or not we uh, can do this deal, right? Because it's the statute that says you guys can police whether or not something is monopolizing or substantially lessening competition, etc. And you can bring that lawsuit. You can block this deal. You could try. Uh, but you're going to bring a lawsuit that's going to go to the judiciary and then the judges can rule against you. Uh, and we've got a pretty good case. We think that you're out of bounds. Uh, right. You know, I think I think Facebook uh, is likely if they care about the deal to defend the crap out of that within purchase. And I think they would win, honestly, because I think the FTC is way out of bounds for what the jurisprudence uh, precedent on antitrust law in America is. Um, so the FTC is trying to push things. They're trying to expand their scope of their rights and, and doing it with these kind of experimental lawsuits. Uh, I don't think they want any piece of Microsoft fighting them, but you know, they, 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 taking on Facebook isn't a lot different in terms of resources and right. general litigation strategy. Uh, so I tend to think this deal goes through. I tend to think it goes through with a consent decree that, yeah, makes Call of Duty multi-platform. Microsoft going out with that press release uh, was signaling that to the FTC, right? They're right. saying out loud in public, we're willing to agree to this in a consent decree. Let's do that. Right. Like that's Microsoft is trying to steer that process through the court of public opinion. And I think nice. they're probably finding some success there in terms of how the public is reacting. And I think Microsoft has done a good job massaging that PR for what is honestly, you know, 
a big deal. It would be a concern if they were just letting that all go um, without any comment at all. If you really think about it, it's like, wow, World of Warcraft, uh, Candy Crush, uh, Call of Duty, all in one big house uh, from the biggest tech company on the planet Earth. Uh, yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> and so they're trying to get in front of that messaging. And I think they've succeeded in large part because they're pretty darn good at it. Uh, but I can't promise what the FTC is going to do. I would never, ever, ever have told you that the FTC would look to block that $400 million VR fitness deal. Um, so at that point, I said it on my video. I said it on my channel. People ask me, does it go down from 70-30? Because it's where I have it right now. Is it 70-30 is kind of materially surviving this whole process. Uh, and I say, no, it doesn't go down because we we baked that into the number. Like if, if I wasn't looking at an FTC right now that I'm looking at, I would say this is like a 90-10 or something like that. Oh, so it's already wow. baked in. But still, seeing them actually decide to do that, seeing them get crazy, says, wow, okay, so that 30 is right. Like that, that's not going up because I can't ever get above, hey, they might just go nuts um, on this. And so I think that there's no indication that that's happening behind the scenes. Uh, and I think we might be getting signals from Microsoft if it were. So right. I'm inclined as an optimist to say they're getting decent signals that the FTC is going to allow this, but we don't know what we don't know. And it is clear that Lena Khan's FTC is willing to go outside the bounds of what the current legal precedent says is their purview. And that's very interesting. Answer. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's good stuff, Rich. Uh, and one, one last question. Uh, yeah. In your opinion, has Microsoft done everything that they could possibly do to, you know, to, 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 I guess, bend the knee to what the FTC potentially could want? Well, we don't know, right? So again, the process here behind the scenes is FTC asks for a lot of documents. FTC does interviews like we saw in Australia, uh, Australia, uh, that we saw in Brazil. And uh, that whole process has continued. And as a uh, deal participant, you might be playing games with the information that you're sending over or otherwise. And I don't think that's happening with Microsoft, um, but we don't know that. That's all behind closed doors in the United States. Uh, and so there are undoubtedly instances, even well-meaning ones, where the FTC asks for something, Microsoft thinks they answer it, and the FTC disagrees, right? We did get leaks a little while ago that Microsoft has effectively tried to tell the FTC that they're done. They have been maximally responsive to what they should need for evaluating this deal, which is kind of a potentially high-risk, high-reward strategy. It is what we saw in the Amazon MGM deal. So if that did happen, it effectively puts the FTC on notice that they have to actually go and look for an injunction or a block um, in a specific time frame after that notice has been given. But it doesn't stop the FTC from asking for those things. Um, so it might be that that happens and we get early word of it. But chances are if instead they say, no, we don't want to block you necessarily. We don't want let's not make a federal case out of this, literally. Uh, <laughs> but we should start it. talking about, you know, what consent decree things that we need. Um, and I do think Call of Duty is probably going to be on there because Microsoft has effectively already told them they're willing to give it. Um, right. And so even though Microsoft goes out there in that same press release and says, we don't think we need a consent decree to force us to do these things. Certainly the FTC and any regulatory body would be like, well, if you're willing to do it, we're not going to take your word for it. Gotcha. <laughs> so we're going to put it in a document. So I do think that that's probably in play in every jurisdiction. Microsoft signaled that they would be willing to do it. Uh, and so I think most of the regulators are going to make them do it. 
uh, because that at least makes the from a politics perspective that looks like the regulators are doing something. They're at least in, holding their feet to the fire in some respect. Uh, so I think that will happen. I don't think Microsoft cares. Will more happen from there is the real question. And again, I would love to be able to tell you I knew for sure. Uh, I don't think uh, I know for sure. I don't think Michael Pactor knows for sure. I think he's seeing what I'm seeing, which is we're not getting negative signals out of the United States or the EU right now. But, hey, we didn't get any signals at all about Facebook until they just dropped. Well, you know what it is? Facebook is not really liked. Uh, I know that they've had the crosshairs on them from the United States government. Uh, They've been under an unbelievable amount of of scrutiny and and for good reason. They have put themselves in the spotlight doing some very, very shady things. Uh, so, you know, we, we so again, I, I can't say that they're, they're looking to pick on them per se, but I think that when I you can. Look at- I'm willing to say that. OK. All right. I mean, no, they're clearly seen as a bad actor in certain regulatory halls in, in D.C. Uh, yeah. And as a lawyer who ostensibly is in favor of a, a fair playing field and even uh, use of the laws. I don't love that. I don't think you're wrong necessarily, uh, but you could argue that Facebook got hit right now because the FTC doesn't like them. Yeah. Um, okay. Microsoft That's good. is a better is a better actor. Now, should that change how you interpret the Sherman Act of 1890? No, uh, but that doesn't mean that you know these commissions and these agencies aren't manned by people, uh, and so those people can have uh, emotional or other proclivities to say, "Hey, yep. no, let's go get Zuck." Yeah. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. Now, listen, I know that we we got another nine minutes. I do have one last question for you. This is sure. more not of a lawyer question. This is more of I've been a, I've been a part of this industry, the gaming industry, for a while. I want to ask you a question, Rich. Uh, you know, what one of the things uh, that came out of the Brazilian documents uh, was Sony has uh, has presented uh, their case, so to speak, that Call of Duty is such an important franchise that it could literally change market leadership from one brand to another. And we mm-hmm. saw them do that with them locking up deals like Spider-Man and, and now having Wolverine as an exclusive and potentially another third Marvel game that's rumored to happen. Uh, they've been money-hadding for years. Uh, Final Fantasy VII, the, the, the easiest one to go to, is still not here. I got the collector's edition sitting onto my right, and it has a sticker says, Exclusive until Spring of 21. And we mm-hmm. still don't have it on Xbox. So they have gone out of their way to steer people to buy a PlayStation, whether that be a PS4 or a PS5. Sure. My question to you, Rich, is very simple, but I think that it is it, it, going to – you're going to use up your eight minutes that you got left. <laughs> I'm a talker. I, I, I want to say this. When Sony loses the market share, and, and I say when because I, I, I won't say if. I'm saying when, Rich. Now, you can disagree. That would be awesome if you did because we're going to have a great conversation. But I have a strong suspicion that this is one of the biggest things that they are afraid of. Because when you are the market leader, you can use what Sony has done in the past, these these, these gaming terror tactics, meaning that you get these perks from all of these different entities because you're the big man on campus. Like, no one says no to Sony. But when Microsoft uh, potentially takes over the market share because of value, specifically because we could see a $200 uh, Series S this fall, right? We've seen it as low as $239 right now. And you talk, now, now you're bringing it into the conversation just Game Pass, but it's not just Game Pass because of the press release from yesterday, Rich. It's the family plan that everyone's been talking about. And, it has, and, and it's going to be $25 here in the States for up, 
up to four additional people. The, the inherent value that is being presented by Microsoft is unlike anything we've ever experienced. And considering that uh, you know, spending has doubled in almost everything, whether it's gas, whether it's your groceries, whether it's your rent that's gone up 15% or your mortgage, inflation is a thing. A recession is happening right in front of us. They could, uh, you know, just based on just pure, you know, numbers, 80% of the market uh, market share for Sony is the, the normies, the casual audience that buys two and three games a year. But And we also know that those gamers, they're cheap. They don't like to spend money on games. But when you put Game Pass into the conversation and then you add the family plan, could you actually see Sony in second place, maybe even in third? Well, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so let's start with the Brazilian answers. Uh, one, you know, they're asked the question. So the Brazilian authorities go and say, uh, is there anything that Activision makes that is special? Uh, and could it be replaced by anyone else? So that's kind of a, a generalized question, but it's designed to say, hey, tell us what the big things are. We want to hear this from different parties in the industry. We kind of know, uh, but tell us. And Sony answers and says, Call of Duty special. I don't think there's anybody that would disagree with that anywhere. Yeah. Uh, they're at the top of the charts every year, even in a down year like Vanguard. Um, and so Sony says that. And then Sony kind of just takes a broader brush with, can anybody replace it? And they say no. Uh, they say no, nobody really has the resources to throw High Moon and Vicarious and Infinity Ward and Treyarch and all of these things. I mean, at a very real level, Activision proper, not Candy Crush, not Blizzard. Activision proper is the Call of Duty studio. And so yep. they say that's 10,000 people. Yeah. And no, not realistically can anybody build that thing up. And then that was reported on as, as you know, Sony uh, sour grapes. And, and look, they're a business, <laughs> right? And so they, I think that's a very truthful answer for them, that it, it, it certainly is not easy. And they, they answered a little bit broader that, and Brazil allows them to do this because they have other questions that are going to go in this, which is really how costly would it be to make a call of duty? Like that, like that's the, un, that's the subtext here. There's a lot of questions about what is the entry point? Because one of the things these regulators are looking for is, okay, we also have to keep in mind that this is a dynamic environment, that these things aren't always Cetris Paribus. All things are not otherwise equal. And so how much does it cost if somebody were to try to make a Call of Duty? And Sony says it costs a lot. It's irreplaceable. We can, we can talk about all these things. Um, and to me, that's a fair answer. And as a business person, that's a legitimate answer to give to these regulators. I think it's also worth noting, I'm going to defend Sony here, that they, there are other questions in that packet that they could have taken a harsher stance on and also probably would have been truthful that would have been better argued as trying to scuttle the deal or otherwise have a complaint about this. And Sony actually winds up saying that they feel the Game Pass market and the buy-on-demand market should be treated the same, which is a big deal for these regulators because the most vulnerable place where Microsoft lives on this is that game subscription services should be separate because they clearly have a dominant first uh, first mover position on yep. Game Pass. And if Sony goes out there and says, no, they're wildly different because the model is different and the consumer base is different and this is how it's funded and all these various things, then they could argue, yes, that they have a monopoly or a significant dominant market power in that and you should be worried about it because that's clearly what they're trying to tease out of some of these questions and I would expect other regulation bodies to do that. Sony doesn't take that. All they say is Call of Duty is super important. Uh, and they think that it is so important that it could it could move market share. Now, I heard in your introduction, and I agree with this. I said in my video, yep, that's so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the nature <laughs> of the beast. Uh, and, uh, you know, antitrust 
competition law is not designed to protect competitors. It's designed to protect competition. Right. And so in some respects, going hard at something like spending $70 billion and buying Activision is really high level competition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And yeah. so if it hurts a competitor, as long as it's not you know, solely designed to destroy the notion of competition in that industry, for the most part, a lot of these regulatory bodies and regulators looking at this question will be like, yeah, OK, all's fair in love and war. Um, and if you lose market share because somebody invested more money in, than you and gives more value to con- the consumers or whatever, go figure out how to match it. Um, and so I, I don't I don't necessarily see the same thing as you do in some other reporting on this. I'm, I'm a little bit more genteel on these things where you've got these regulators, you're talking to them, you answer the questions. I think it's pretty truthful. Of course, you slant it towards whatever direction you think is most beneficial to you. But I don't really see them whining in these answers. And I, I think they actually take a pretty middle of the road approach. I do think they're fearful of losing market share. I think they should be. Uh, and I think they're probably resentful a little bit of, you know, you've got the, the the big elephant in the room, which is you've got a company with a sack of cash. And it's a sack of cash that Sony can't match. No matter how good they make their games. If you were just a pure Sony third person action adventure fan, I, it, Sony can't match this buying spree. Uh, and that's one thing I've said on virtual legality in my videos a lot which is that in no way can Sony compete on a dollar-for-dollar basis with just spending and acquisitions. They have to, and I usually phrase it this way, and I think I might have even phrased it this way here before, they have to get weird. They, they have yeah, to, you have. You actually have said that. <laughs> you have to do different things. You have to get brand differentiation, and they've done a good job of that, I actually think. Sony picking out these little companies to buy that can help them, and then obviously Bungie is their big move, and Bungie is effectively an institutional knowledge play to get them into that free to play live services space, which Michael Pachter brings up in that interview as absolutely correct for what Microsoft did here. Yes. They want to fund game pass. Yes. They want to make these games available and and they want to get people into that recurring revenue model. They also wanted King. King is a major, major, major part of this deal because Microsoft doesn't have a presence in what is quickly becoming the most lucrative portion of the video game market and king can teach them how to do it um you know rich you know what was reported yesterday just just to add to your point they they, a report came out that call of duty mobile has made more money than console and pc sales combined i i don't doubt it i hadn't seen that report uh but that's where everybody has to be looking on these things and i don't necessarily love it right i'm a console (laughs) game player that likes primarily single player game experiences but I also recognize that these are businesses and you can't just ignore if you have the skill set to potentially make a multi-billion dollar per quarter mobile title that you should probably at least examine that as a possibility. Uh, and so you've got Sony buying Bungie, you've got Microsoft buying King. And, you know, in 10 years time, we might look at this not as the Game Pass wars or anything else, but the time when these console manufacturers finally got into the mobile game uh, you know, on a competent basis because they went mm. and got and bought the institutional knowledge for these kinds of things. Uh, so I look, I think Sony is at risk of losing market share here. Uh, they know it. I, I don't think they're whining about it, but they are at least trying to make it known to the regulators. And then it's up to the regulators to decide whether that's a, a big enough deal for them to worry about on an anti-competitive level and not just to protect one of the competitors in that industry.
Nice. Well, good stuff, Rich. Listen, thank you so much for stopping by. Once you're again, always so good about my times, I really do appreciate it. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> you, well, your time is value, uh, and obviously, I don't want to pay a lawyer fee. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. I thought the invoice was already in the mail. Oh, <laughs> Rich, we appreciate I need, you, Rich. I, I don't need to have you, uh, you know, tell everyone about, it, but you have to. Uh, you, you did something amazing this year. You, your channel, uh, virtual legality, has exploded on the scene. And and it's and it's done in the way that you wanna you wanna see uh, someone like you grow. You didn't you didn't use hate. You didn't use clickbait. You brought you brought an incredible amount of knowledge to a conversation that a lot of us always wanted to have, but we couldn't. And you also made it very digestible. So please, by all means, before you get out of here, (laughs) sell your brand. Tell them about virtual legality, where they can go and subscribe, and where can people reach out to you and strike up a conversation on social media? Yeah, absolutely. Well, on social media, I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, And I also accept articles and things to cover over there in my DMs. Those are open. I'm always super appreciative of that because I can't can't always get to every possible corner of the internet for some of these cool (laughs) stories. But yeah, virtual legality, Hoglaw YouTube channel, getting real close to hitting 110,000 maybe this wow, week. Wow, dude. Um, and so we've, we've grown a lot um, in, a, in a narrow uh, space of time. We've added a new show, uh, Hangouts and Headlines, which is every weekday morning except Wednesdays because I was going to die if I did it uh, five times a week. Uh, so we do it four times a week. We just finished our casual Friday stream uh, this morning where we take things a little bit easier, a little bit looser. Uh, we talked about HBO Max and we talked about a lawyer getting sanctions from a trial court for not playing enough Call of Duty. Fun story. You go oh, check wow, it out on wow. the virtually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We'll definitely check that out. Uh, yeah, it did. It, it, it's fun. It's a fun story. Um, but so we're doing that Hangouts and Headlines. We're also regularly still doing virtually gallery episodes. We just put up an episode yesterday about actually the NFL PA NFL cba and how they handle discipline in the face of them appealing the deshaun watson rule yeah he's got suspended for six games and, and yeah. if, he, if he loses he could be out for a year well the nfl appeals to itself under their collectively bargained agreement so check that out i think i called it exposed uh, because i'm a sucker for a pun um and uh <laughs> we're doing all that over there and then also last but not least uh we are currently in active development i like to we're a movie studio over there of a new season of lawyers and dragons where me and a couple of lawyer uh, colleagues on youtube with big followings of their own we play dungeons and dragons so we did a preview episode uh, over that a month ago and we are starting up our new season very 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 soon so if you want to see some real rules lawyers in action over there uh, we got a lot of people that don't play very regularly, and it is goofy as all heck. So we're gonna have. Nah, dude, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Dungeons and Dragons player. My my, <laughs> my my character is named Achilles, and I've had him for years. See, there you go. Uh, so, so come on over. We're yes. gonna uh, we're gonna have some fun, and it's gonna be announced uh, the new season really, 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 really soon. Oh, nice. uh, so thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. Uh, I I love hanging out with you. I love uh, seeing everybody on the channel. Come on, we're doing live streams and VOD and everything else now. Uh, as uh, YouTube slowly takes over my life. Uh, yeah, well, I listen, you know what? You're, you're doing the gaming lord's work, my friend. And we definitely appreciate <laughs> you being here, Rich. Congratulations once again on the unbelievable success. It's well-earned, well-deserved. And we will see you, hopefully, very soon. Sounds good, Boom. Thanks right, again brother. for having me, Take care. Yes. Thank you, sir.
Well, Steve. you know what? Let's let's bring Steel Rain into the conversation because he's our special guest. I didn't realize that we were actually going to have two special guests today. We got Dreadpool <laughs> making his return appear, uh, return to the panel, which is awesome. Obviously, Fuzzy and Web Dave have been holding it down as the uh, very solid bookends to make this show run. Look, uh, you know, Steel, I, I want to get into the biggest story uh, of yesterday. Now, obviously, we're gonna we're gonna back end this uh, conversation we're about to have with uh with with sony's concerns and, and mm-hmm. look I, folks I, I listen if you're a sony uh you know for, uh, if, if sony is your brand understand that we're going to talk about how we believe they're going to lose market share uh the crown they're they're, they're potentially going to be in second place maybe even third place and it's not because we're trying to console war folks the reality is what mm-hmm. happened yesterday is nothing short of perplexing mind-breaking uh they announced and i say a they microsoft announced that xbox insiders in colombia and ireland can preview a new game pass offer starting yesterday right so this is what the press release release had to say uh this comes the way of tyler uh middleder uh, who is a senior technical program manager at microsoft and he said this We are always looking for ways to deliver experiences that offer our players more choice and value in how they discover and experience games within their community. Starting today in Colombia and Ireland, Xbox insiders can begin to preview a plan that allows multiple people to share Game Pass Ultimate benefits. This makes it even easier to play the best Game Pass games with friends and family across console, PC, and cloud by enabling you to add up to an additional four people to your current subscription, all all with their own unique access to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate games, content, and benefits. Now, the only uh, the only you know finite to this is that you have to reside in the same country. So, let's say, for instance, I wanted to share my my Game Pass with the Welsh gamer who's across the pond, I could not do that. Right. But I can share with my nephew, Tyler, so his his mom doesn't have to worry about, hey, we got to pay $15 a month. Don't worry. Uncle Boom has got you covered. And uh, a friend of mine that's been you know having some tough times, I'm going to add him when, I, when it comes to the state. So mm-hmm. listen, don't worry about it. I'm paid up to 2025. Just enjoy Xbox. Let's hang out and play some Madden. Uh, listen. I don't necessarily know, Steele, if this was held back. Because remember, we heard before E3 that they were looking mm-hmm. to make this big announcement, this big push to the family plan. And I think that there could be some truth to the fact that maybe Microsoft wants to see what Sony's rollout was. Were they going to throw a monkey wrench into the plan? And at this current plan, which is which again is rumored to be twenty five dollars per month for you and four additional players, it completely curb stomps what Sony is offering. And I say that with absolute respect. Not no console war stuff. Remember, mm-hmm. eighteen dollars a month, which a lot of people is what they do because they can't afford the one one hundred and twenty bucks in one shot. Because mm-hmm. right, money's hard to come by uh, these days. It's a reality. With all of that said, I have two questions for you, Steele. Yeah. One, how big of a deal is this to, to the industry? And secondly, could this be what broke the camel's back in regards to Sony remaining the market leader? 
Um, is this going to be a game changer to start off with? Yes, um, for sure. Um, kind of like everybody heard with the whole Michael Packer thing, um, and him estimating that because of Call of Duty, you can get about get hundreds of millions of people in, in the Game Pass. Um, this family plan is aiming to do exactly that, get more people within the ecosystem. Um, heard a few people bringing it up, um, and some people had the question, hey, do you think that they would include those numbers or those additional people part of that plan as part of the game pass numbers and of course they are they're going to inflate those numbers as much as possible uh to make it look as appealing as possible and as interesting as possible um the one thing that game pass is doing that nobody really pays attention to or maybe we're just not as grateful as we used to be um is giving you utmost value the top dollar um even at 25 to 30 bucks a month that we're estimating it for it to be at um shout out to windows central jess Corden put out an amazing article about it uh breaking it down of what he estimates and everything else um but if we're looking at a 25 to 30 dollar range five dollars a person for game and this is xbox game pass ultimate this right. isn't just a regular game pass this is ultimate and it is really smart for them to combine it this way because although it may seem like a lot up front once people start having that conversation again people always do it with uh who are you game sharing with right oh by getting me and my game share uh partner we spend 30 bucks on a game well 35 bucks on the game now um or whichever the case and we just go half and half to where now you can break that down even further um if it's going to be five people or four people depending on how they really end up doing that if it's five people even more value that's crazy but what you're doing is setting yourself up and actually completing the mission that you kind of set up for yourself um at the beginning of this when you brought game Pass to be a main pillar of xbox um since 2017 and that's making it undeniable Nobody could look at the service and say, man, there is nothing there or there is no value to be had there, especially as we get more games rolling in. You have to look at the fact Xbox is where they're at right now without no matter what anybody says. Oh, they're having a, a, a bad 2022. Well, they're having a bad 2022, but their sales are better than ever. So. It, what goes hand in hand with that and that's why to me personally i i can't take that stance that oh xbox is having a bad year just because of them not having first party games but again um like i talked a little bit with web dave last night you should definitely check out his content he's an amazing interviewer um but like i spoke with him it's one of those things to where if you can make it undeniable for the people then what other step needs to be had and the game pass is already doing that for people like myself for an example ghost recon wildlands just came into game pass sure it was on ubisoft plus and i could get it on pc or whichever the case but i had to pay for it and i wasn't willing to pay for wildlands at that time um i played breakpoint thought it was a solid game but because of game pass and it being part of pc game pass also even though i had to download like I have to go through like three different installers to get it downloaded. But um, the fact that I was able to jump in, no cost to me, try out a Ghost Recon game on a IP from Tom Clancy that I've kind of been down on the last decade because, I mean, let's be honest, the brand has kind of been 
has, has deteriorized over the years, unfortunately. Um, nothing compares to those advanced warfighter or uh, the re regular recon days. But there's just so much value that's getting added onto the service that, again, Xbox is making is completely making undeniable to the people. And whether Sony complains about that or not, um, it's not like it's it's not like it's in a consumer or it's not competitive again like hogue even brought up if anything they're adding more competition they're making sony look at their like oh man well we can't do things the way we that we did them sure we can sell games for 70 dollars, but what's going to keep people invested buying games for 70 dollars, and like you mentioned where gas is as high as it is groceries are almost double from where they were two years ago these are all things these are real life things that have to roll into this equation that i know a lot of us may not consider these are the things xbox has been considering has looked at and for better or for worse the pandemic has kind of boosted that or changed the tra trajectory of it uh, to hit home sooner than probably later so but, I mean, that's good stuff, Rain. Uh, I, I think you're onto something. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, at, at some point, uh, I have a strong suspicion. Because, like I said, Jim Ryan, We, if, if I'm a betting man, I think that Jim Ryan sees the potential of day-and-day -day games, both on PC and in their service. Now, mm -hmm. remember, Sony is a very traditionally run Japanese corporation. They do mm -hmm. not, they, they usually stay in their lane and they usually don't deviate from something that has worked for decades for them. Right. Uh, I, I think that if, if Jim Ryan had the final decision and, and, and we don't know if he does, he doesn't, I'm only speculating. Yeah, I think yeah. that he would, he would potentially be like, you know what? Because here's the thing. The good thing about Xbox Game Pass, one of the most interesting things about Xbox Game Pass is how I, more times than not, Steel, I'll see comments, oh my God, I played this game I didn't even know I, I needed in my life. Yep. And it's because that That's said game, whether it's a, a double A, a triple A, a single A, or an indie, it's a game that wasn't on someone's radar. Yep. And now it's their favorite game of the year. Right? We've and seen that more often than not. And it's easier to do that. And this is the other thing that drives me up the wall, and then I'll come down off the high horse off of this one. Um, this one thing, that's one thing that really drives me up the wall when people say it. And, oh, subscriptions don't work within gaming because it's a different time sink. No, that's exactly why it works. Because once you spend 100 hours in one game, you're not going to want to cancel subscription service that you have access to other games in. It's not like movies or TV shows, oh, I can turn it on whenever, I can record it whenever. No, you put 100 hours in the game, you wanna make sure that you have access to that game somehow, some way. The whole entire point, and King David brought up this point, shout out to the Iron Lords, uh, he brought up this point with you yesterday, is that invisible money. They do not want you to think about it. The same way you don't think about Netflix, you don't think about Hulu, you don't think about Paramount, you don't think about any of these things until somebody else tells you to think about it. And in gaming, you have too many options to think about, so they're going to keep you invested. And that's the entire point. That's good stuff. Listen, before I, before I bring in Web Dave in the conversation, I got to catch up on Super Chats. And first, first, I have to offer up an apology. Uh, Wolf of Darkness, who has been an incredible supporter of the channel, dropped a $10 Super Chat yesterday, and I missed it. And I got to tell you, folks, 
nothing makes me more uh, want to punch myself in the face than when I miss these things because we're, we, Mrs. Boom and I, never have ever felt that we are owed anything. Uh, and he dropped a super chat yesterday for $10 and it says, What's up, Boom? I really appreciate bringing the most wanted man in podcast, King David. Question for King What if Activision Blizzard games start rolling into Game Pass in October? Well, I'll answer that because obviously King isn't here. Uh, I have a strong suspicion that if if hypothetically the deal does get done, you will see a ton of Call of Duty games get in there. Everything that might that that Sony doesn't have the marketing rights to. Like right now, they have the marker, marketing rights for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, the the remake. Uh, obviously, that wouldn't be an Xbox Game Pass, but that does not stop. Uh, Microsoft from adding Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 remake or Vanguard or anything, all of them, Ghosts, which is, you know, a lot of people didn't like, but, you know, there's there they, they absolutely could do that. They could drop Diablo 2. They could uh, put Diablo 3 into Game Pass. I mean, they, there's a, a host of things that they can do if this deal does get done. Uh, let, me, let me read a few others. The first one of the day comes to our good from our good friend Jacob Novik drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says Sony's Crunchyroll buying uh, Sony's Crunchyroll buying as a merch store is funny. Yeah, it, you know it's funny. It, what's even more funny is they own Crunchyroll and it's not in their service, uh, which is bonkers. Uh, oh no, we lost Steel. Uh, we'll get him back hopefully momentarily. Uh, we also have uh, oh wow, this is a big one. Shooter twenty eight fifty three. Uh, who was a winner of one of the uh, the $50 gift cards and was incredibly kind enough to give it to a friend of his, which we uh, which I sent uh, earlier this week. Uh, drops an outstanding and a ridiculous $30 super chat. Uh, and it says, boom, please buy all your panel members a beer or two from the old fella in Australia. Well, listen. Uh, cheers. You know, uh, yeah, cheers, indeed. Cheers. I, I'll, take, I'll take a ginger ale or a Dr. Pepper because I don't drink. But I appreciate that. That's very kind of you, Shooter. Thanks so much for the outstanding super chat, but the the, the kind comment as well. DJ Birdo DOS drops an outstanding ten dollars super chat. This is Breakfast with Boom. The only way to start your Friday morning uh, coffee is in hand. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, brother. And I'm glad that you are enjoying the content. Corky McCork drops a five pound super chat and says, "What do you think?" A second place PlayStation will look like hi from Scotland. Wow, dude, we, I cannot believe we're. I, I love the fact that we get people from around the world. It is amazing. It really is. Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. It's funny. I I I don't know if Sony being in second place makes them potentially more dangerous <laughs> uh, because right now they're in first place. Uh, I think that what what has happened in the industry with Microsoft doing what they've done is because Sony sat on their hands a bit. Uh, they 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 were in the lead. They dominated. They destroyed Xbox uh, two to one in this country last gen, and in some places where like Jim Ryan was in charge in the EU and the UK was seven to one. So they they I think were. A little bit lulled to sleep and rested on their laurels. Microsoft again. King said it yesterday. The bully, right? The bully. Uh, he gets. Uh, he's been getting sand kicked in his face, uh, and he goes. Uh, you know, uh, the, the summer goes and comes. He goes to the gym. He gets cocked D, and he beats down the bully. Right. That's that's kind of what happened here, folks. Uh, I don't think they took Microsoft serious, and so Microsoft bought 
uh, uh, Bethesda. Because remember, one of the biggest things out of that deal was that Sony was trying to lock up Starfield as a permanent exclusive. That's a fact, folks. That's not even a suggestion. That actually happened. Um, and Microsoft was like, nope, we're buying the whole company, and here we are. Um, so it's, it, 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 I don't know what, what a second place or even a third place Sony looks like, but I, like I said, I, I, I am never going to count out Sony. Plus the reality is they, their IPs are legendary. The work that their studios do on these IP again, legendary. Uh, and I will never take that away from them. Um, do I think that their <laughs> service is a little bit overpriced? Sure. Do I wish that they had day and date? Yes. Uh, will I will I spend 120 bucks on a year subscription next year when my uh, w- when my current premium subscription uh, expires? Well, that depends because I ju- I dumped 35 33 dollars uh, because I knew that Stray was getting in there and I really wanted Stray and Stray is freaking fantastic. I absolutely love the game, so I, I'd rather just you know extend my my uh, membership, uh, put it to the premium, and I got Stray for free, so to speak. Uh, so it's an interesting theory. Uh, we also have uh, TK Chillin, who's been a member for, wow, seven months, brother. Thank you so much for that. He says, hi, Boom and crew. Microsoft adding more value to Game Pass is super smart right now. Indeed it is. And I think that that could be uh, at, the, at, the, uh, at the cusp of where, we, where we're currently at. Uh, Michelle Alexandria, good friend of the program, drops an outstanding $3 super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, and, of course, Dave. Let's bring this question to you. Yes, sir. Uh, this, this, like I, Steele and I have explained, is going to change the industry. It's going to change the industry because right now, Game Pass in, in its current form is unmatchable by anybody. It's literally unmatchable by anyone. And now you add potentially $5 more, uh, $6 more per month. Uh, let's say, for instance... Right now, it's fifteen dollars a month for you, right? If you right. want to add uh, four people, it's ten bucks more, right? That comes that equates to about if you were gonna everyone was going to put into the pot per you know per month five dollars per person. Five dollars per person for Ultimate Game Pass is bonkers. Like I don't even understand how this is happening, to be honest with you, but it's happening. And again, it's right now. It's only in Colombia and Ireland, which is awesome. I, it's safe to assume that it's going to roll. I mean, Jeff Grubb had a, a comment yesterday on on uh, on his official Twitter account that uh, he has heard that the pricing is going to be twenty five dollars per month for up to four additional players. My question to you is the same as I gave it to Steele: Does this change the industry? And more importantly, does this potentially move Sony out of the marketplace? especially when you see what is coming from Microsoft next year. Well, it is a great thing that is going to be happening for sure. And um, like Grubb said, uh, you know, he's heard that it's, you know, $25 a month for four, which I mean, that's, that's $300 a year. You know, if you look at it, you know, a a year's worth, um, you know, divided among four people, if you, if you, if you want to do it that way, or if you're like me, you know, I've got uh, two kids and a wife that uh, that we can just all there'll be no excuse for my son. Oh, dad, I don't have a game pass. <laughs> now you do. So yeah. <laughs> sorry, buddy. You got to join me. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> but you know, it's 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 a it's an amazing value that it has um, for fifteen dollars a month. I mean, you get um, day and date. 
you, of, of all the new releases that are you know made from the Microsoft um, Studios, you get um, the ability to play on PC and uh, cross saves, and you get the ability to play in the cloud. You get the ability to play on mobile. I mean, all of that is included for the one low price. And then the family will, you know, you have a right there. You have your your built-in team. Or when you want to go and play, uh, you know, your, your co-op on uh, on Halo, once that's available for everybody. Uh, so you know, it's 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 going to be amazing. But I tell you, um, I, I'm I'm most excited um, that it's going to you know open up for people that uh, you know that are paying, you know, fifteen dollars for them, fifteen dollars for the kid, and they're spending thirty dollars a month. Well, they're yeah. already going to get like a five dollar savings, and they can add two more. Whether it's somebody else. You're not necessarily in their household, but but even if it's in the household, I mean, you know, right now, like my whole family games, my wife more on the, the side of playing mobile games. That's her big thing. But with all this acquisition and King and Candy Crush, she plays Candy Crush now. So, you know, so those <laughs> those kind of things are like, you know, to her, it's like, this is going to be awesome. So She's excited for this, you know, because uh, I don't know. I think that I think the value is 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 a good fair price, and I think that it's really going to open up more opportunities for more people to get into Game Pass. And I tell you, and when we were talking with Hogue Law, which was fantastic having him on today, shout out to him, man, he was so wonderful. Um, but um, you know, if if Sony, you know, is really complaining about it, all they have to do is just you know allow Game Pass on a Sony product. There, there you go. <laughs> it's problem solved, right? Just saying. No, no, I mean, it's it, it's a good point, but my question to you, could, yes. could this deal yes. potentially move people away from Sony? Like, like we, we, we've all come to the, we've talked about this on mul- multiple times on multiple shows, not only on my channel, but everyone here has talked about this on other podcasts as well. Right. The, the market leadership has been very lucrative for Sony. Mm-hmm. But they find themselves in a position where they currently, at their at, at what they have put out there, cannot match what Microsoft is doing. Right, right. They the dollar for dollar they cannot match. So Hogue made mention mention of that. Can you see a world where the normies or the casual audience? Now the casual audience is is, is a fickle bunch. Casual right. audience doesn't spend a lot on gaming. They might be diehard gamers, but they don't spend a lot on gaming. For and and that that reason can be a, a, a multiple things. They can't afford it. They just don't have the spendable cash. They don't have the time to dedicate to X game. Well, the norm, the, the 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 casual audience is known for picking up two or three games a year, whether that be a Madden, a FIFA, a Call mm-hmm. of Duty, a Battlefield, uh, a GTA when it comes out. You know, occasionally they'll get something like a Spider-Man because it's it's the zeitgeist of what everyone is talking about. Right. Uh, but for the most part, they'll get their two and three games. There is going to there is going to come a point where the casual audience is going to see that they Microsoft has a two hundred dollar box and that they have Game Pass and they're going to keep hearing about Game Pass and hearing about Game Pass and then you're going to hear something like. Like I said, I, I've 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 actually scripted this out. I think this is how it actually happens because it happened when I was working as a cop. Mm-hmm. You know, I would come in, I'd be talking about said game, like, oh my god, I just play this game is amazing. Someone would come up, oh, wh- where'd you play that? 
Oh, I got it on Xbox. Just that in the third. And that's that was a sale. There's going to come a point where some, somebody's going to be like, oh, my God, I just got Call of Duty for free. I'm like, what are you talking about? Free? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah. there's Xbox Game Pass. It's $15 a month, and I and, and Call of Duty's in there. And you're going to be like, oh, is, is it exclusive on PlayStation? No, it's not exclusive. A PlayStation 7643 in New York, but $15 a month, plus you get like 400 games. People are like, what? Oh, I'm getting, I'm getting an Xbox. Yep. I'm telling you, that is what's going to happen when that happens. Do you see a world where Sony drops to third place because they just at this point will not be able to beat Microsoft, but they may not even be able to beat Nintendo. At, at some point, they could go down to third. I definitely think that they could will drop down to second. I, I think that's to be honest with you, I think it's inevitable that they're not gonna have the top spot. And to, to be honest, that's you know, that's probably, you know, quote unquote the goal that you want. Because if if Microsoft is in first place, that means they're doing everything right you know they're they're really hitting on all cylinders and that means that the company is sound and is going to continue to go forward and even produce more better product and uh, a better value for us the consumer yeah. I, I think you know once that once they get in that position um i i like yourself i mean it's not a casual gamer we're hardcore gamers right um but i mean so there's always going to be to us i mean I'm gonna have a PlayStation because there's certain games. Oh you know, yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, yeah, Ghost we, of Tsushima and stuff like that. Homes. Amazing. Yes. I mean, even if it's coming on PC, I, I don't mind. I've got it now, so I'm playing it on my you know, on my PlayStation. But the um, the ability uh, of them um, to, I guess to 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 grow to to first place. Um, I don't see anything that can stop it at this point, to be honest. I think especially once that deal is done, even going back to what Michael uh, Practor said that, uh, you know, that uh, their membership or subscription base, once Call of Duty is available on Game Pass, is going to just skyrocket. Yeah. Because people will be like, you know, oh, cool. Well, I don't I don't have, have to have a console. I can just pot it up on my PC and, and go for $15 a month. Or and on I'll, your Samsung TV in 2022. Right, right, right. Or this amazing handheld device that we're, you know, that we may be talking about here in a little bit. My God, I can hardly wait for that thing to come out. You know, if if that's if that's true, that the the new Logitech, uh, I'm there. I'm get where's take my money. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to get into that, folks. If, you, yeah. if you're not sure what Dave is talking about, apparently Microsoft is working not only with Nvidia, they're working with Logitech, uh, uh, hands on on a new handheld uh a cloud-based handheld uh that's probably gonna uh, it, you know it's I'm, I'm i'm assuming it's being made to rival something yeah there you go the steam deck and uh i, I we're gonna be getting into that momentarily uh danny Pasha. first of all we got a new channel member master clowns x3 welcome back brother thank you so much for becoming a channel member once again uh, hopefully you are enjoying the content. Definitely appreciate the ridiculous support that you have shown. Double Barrel Gaming. Danny Passion Official, another generous friend of the program, not just drops one, but two Super Chats. And the first one is, he says, hey, hey, family plan, I'll take it for two uh, on a $2 Super Chat. And on a $5 Super Chat, he says, last night I, my, my daughter grabbed my phone while I was playing on my Series X. And as soon as she tried to play on Game Pass, my game got kicked uh, kicked me out. Family plan ASAP. Yeah, I, I have a funny feeling we're going to see that very soon. 
Uh, like, again, the, the, it, it, it's a small rollout, but I would imagine that within the next couple of weeks, you're going to see that available. And I think it's going to be a big deal. Uh, Dreadpool, are you back, sir? Yes, I am. Well, you know What's what? Let, let's get your opinion on this. Obviously, we haven't had a chance to have you on a, ter- a couple of weeks because, you know, real life sucks, right? So uh, I, I'm interested to get your opinion on uh, a couple of things. Uh, first, first and foremost, the family plan. Uh, the importance of this to Microsoft's potential domination of, of the industry uh, and the inherent value that it's going to deliver. Uh, this this really just goes on the cusp of Sony's response to the Brazilian questionnaire, where they have concerns that it could potentially, and I say it, uh, Call of Duty could move people from one platform to the other, and it's likely it's going to. Uh, the way Sony's especially markets Call of Duty uh, you you would think if you're not in again the zeitgeist of the conversation, you might you might suggest that that is an ex uh, a PlayStation exclusive, and and you wouldn't be wrong because ma- the marketing that goes into Call of Duty specifically for PlayStation is godlike, right? Like they spend a lot of money and they do put that all, you know on PlayStation and, and and a lot of people. I'm not saying it's trickery; it's business. But I'm saying that a lot of people who don't own multiple platforms, uh, Dread, will consider potentially that being exclusive. Now Microsoft has an opportunity to add one of the biggest FPS games in the history of gaming to Xbox Game Pass, and at, at, at 15 for a single person per month, and now 25 for a fam- uh, for family and friends, up to four additional. I, I, I think there's going to be a, an unbelievable shift in this industry, but what do you think? All right, so I know it's been a while, but hear me out. What has Microsoft always said about Game Pass, right? Even though we consider the games free, even though it's the invisible money that we pay out every month, right? Uh, it's like uh, having a Blockbuster subscription and just going into the store and picking out a game and coming back, dropping it off, coming up, picking up another one or picking up the same one, right? Because sometimes you just want to play that same game again because you haven't finished it and you just want to get into it. Same scenario here, right? Visible money, this, this, and that. But they're also making money. They're making bank. Every time they do this, they're making money because people, you know, and this, is, this isn't this is just the ultimate. This is like the basic, right? And even if you look at games with gold, even those games are getting numbers when they hand them out to you, right? So it's it's i understand you know some people are like oh, i don't it's a stupid game i don't understand why they're still giving us uh crappy games but at the same time these games that they're giving out that they're spending money out, they're out of their pockets you know to give to these devs to hand out to however many people claim them right they're still making money the devs are off of the expansions off of extra stuff uh, that comes out of this you know so all these little microtransactions i know it's a bad word but in the in the real scheme of themes it's it's still money going back to these devs right so everything goes back to the devs so now we have a family right but how many people have four other family members in their family right that are children right we know fork boy gaming he's got four kids so that'll be perfect for him right but then you got someone like me right my wife has an account, but she doesn't even use it, right? So it's just myself and my daughter that have an account. My brother has an account, and he barely uses it too because he works so much, but his daughter plays it once in a blue moon. 
So who do you think I'm giving it to? I'm giving that one to to my brother. So now who do I give it to? I, I you know I've got somebody else to give it to, right? So I I know another friend, uh, one of my best friends. He hasn't been able to get on it because he's waiting for that extra dollar that that dollar deal again. And every time you know he, he's struggling. So every time that dollar deal comes around, he hasn't been able to do it because he's moving to another place because he's getting kicked out because the, the owner's selling the place. And now he's like trying to scrounge for money, you know, so you, you put all this stuff into reality. I'm going to give it to him. Right. He's a full grown adult. So now he gets those deals, those same game uh, uh, game pass deals at 20 percent off, too. So, you, you know what I mean? So you look at all this. This is you're going to bring in more money. Yeah. So they're going to cut some slack up front. But in the end, they're going to get more money because now you have theoretically five people buying stuff for their game to have more content. So, you know, unless, you know, they decide to do like Gears of War where they say Ultimate includes the Hive Busters. But guess what? They're going to be playing that, too, because it's part of Ultimate. So it gets them into that game more. Yep. You know, so it just promotes promotion of more selling of selling of products for those games so it's it's a it's a good deal for all of us and that's what we want right we don't want to get nickeled and dimed on everything but if we're going to give us a huge deal and you know you go from 15 to 25 so that's an extra 10 for me so that's less than actually two people yep and if you were to buy um and game share, right? And it, and we already know game sharing is a hassle when it comes to Game Pass. When it comes to owning the games, not an issue. The game pops up on the home console. Uh, your your game share partner is able to download. You know the game's already there for them. You're you you log into your X well your Xbox their home console, and you download the game there too. So it's it's already set up. But you got to do that twice. Yeah. Right. So twice. That's 30 bucks. Right. So that gives you four. Now you got a fourth one. I'm sorry, a fifth person. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're saving the money to, to spend money. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's that, that logical trick of I'm giving you um, something for free. So that way you'll be willing to spend money. And this is and this is the whole thing with marketing is when you do it right, people will gladly hand you money. Yes. And over fist because it's a good deal. Right. Because you're you're not robbing me, but I'm willing to give it to you because you gave me such a good deal. Right. I'm promoting. um, uh, Let's see. uh, Let's let's go with something bad. Right. Cigars. You know, some people, you know, smoking is bad, but cigars is a a different thing but it involves tobacco right so if if someone's giving me money um to buy a cigar right i'm going to sit there and try to figure out what the top of the line is and this and that you know what's a smooth one what has flavor you know different things you know what what would go well with a drink and then you kind of go from there but if if you're getting one as a sample hey, hey here you go and you're like, wow, this is really good. This is you're going to be promoting that too, right? You know, that's the same thing that the cigarette companies did, right? The, with the promotions and and all that. Now that everything's outrageous because it's not. We just find out that it's not the healthiest thing of, of to, to to be doing. 
So now you don't see the promotions because now they're marketing to kids. But this is gaming. This should be marketed to kids. This should be marketed to adults. You know, we grew up with this stuff. And, you know, and this is why we need this stuff, right? Because if you think about it, why are they doing it? They need to be competitive. They need to be able to fight. And this is yet again another uh, bullet in the gun and bullet in the chamber that they can use to fight against what Sony and Nintendo are doing. Arrow in their quiver, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Because I, I didn't want to say it like that, but that was the only way I could say it. But yeah, so arrow in a quiver. But yeah, so you, 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 use, you use this stuff to your advantage that you have the abilities, but they, it took them so long to create this. That's why we didn't go out right out, right out, you know, at the beginning with with the family plan. You know, they they tried and it didn't work out on the 360. They, they removed the family plan because it wasn't what this is and it was different. This is even better now. You know, so it's I mean, look at Game Pass, right? Um, I'm sorry, the online gaming uh, X Cloud, you know, now it's called online. But X Cloud, there was a version back in 2012 that they never released. They were doing this stuff way back when, and they kept it in-house, and they said it worked great. But obviously with the gen of, uh, of the consoles that were coming out with all the, the issues and the um, animosity inside of Xbox, or, or technically Microsoft not wanting Xbox anymore or trying to figure out what they were going to do with it until Phil took it over, you know, they decided not to do anything because yet again, these games are getting huge. I mean, they were, they were going 10 times the size and now they have to figure out how they're going to do this stuff. So overall, this is a good um, marketing thing. It's a good fighting thing. It's good for competition, right? We need, we need to be fought for our money should be fought for. We need, we're, we're not supposed to be fighting for them. And that's the thing we keep forgetting is, you know, when we're, when we're promoting this stuff, we got to remember they need to be fighting for us and our dollars. And yep. this is a good thing for that. And like I said, once, once you get a good deal, you will hand over money and, and not even think about it. Yeah. No, it, it, and you know, it, 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 you're absolutely right. Uh, handing over the money is not going to be a problem, especially when you think about uh, how expenses, how expenses it is to currently just live. Right. And gaming is being being that it's a hobby. It's, you, you know, I know some people like I would die without gaming, but you technically really wouldn't die without gaming. You just be bored as all hell. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you're on to something. Uh, Ru, I'm going to make sure I, I pronounce his name. Rufado uh, in the chat says if they could roll this that plan plan out before Christmas, boy, <laughs> that will be yeah. a smart move. And indeed, that would be a smart move, because, again, if you can somehow. Right now, if you went looking for it, you could find a Series S for two hundred and forty bucks. You can find it pretty much everywhere. Uh, I don't, I don't know how Microsoft is doing it. I know there was a rumor that they paid extra to be put in the front of the line, and if they did, well, you know, they have the money to do that. So that's what happened, mm -hmm. uh, or or it didn't happen. I don't know, but they somehow figured out a way to be able to get that particular console into the hands of gamers, and currently it's two hundred and forty bucks. If by year's end, when we start rolling into the holiday season and Black Friday is rolling around the corner and this hot and th this family plan is rolled out and you and you have a two hundred dollar Series S 
what you're going to see potentially happen is what happened with Sony. Sony a couple of years ago dropped Spider-Man 2018 and had a special edition Spider-Man PlayStation 4 Slim for 200 bucks, And it sold like hotcakes, right? I mean, it was it broke records that t- still to this day has not been broken because who's going to deny getting Spider-Man 2018, a special edition console, Slim, for 200 bucks? It's like it's like bonkers to even think about. And they did it and they won Black Friday and they continue to hold a, that title. This is going to be a different conversation because, like I said, as great as that deal was for Sony, you're potentially offering up new customers up to five on one subscription price of 25 bucks, and there are currently 500 plus games in Xbox Game Pass right now. Uh, so it's it, it's it's crazy to think about this. But uh, Fuzzy, let, let, let's get your opinion on this, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't had a chance to hang out and talk for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, you know, again, Sony had some things to say. Uh, Rich, uh, Rich seems to think that that, that th- those are standard fair re- responses, and I think he's on to something with that. You know, they're not going to be uh, throwing confetti at uh, uh, at Microsoft for this deal. <laughs> that they're, they're definitely feeling a little jelly. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, maybe salty even. Um, when you hear Sony respond to the Brazilian government by saying Call of Duty is such an important IP that it could potentially move marketplace uh, share. Do you agree with that? And more importantly, has Microsoft officially thrown down the gauntlet with this family plan, offering a value that is literally unmatchable in any way, shape, or form? Well, let's start with the Sony comments. Like, <laughs> for me, it, it it's as it's much as I enjoy. I'll tell you that as much as I enjoy playing on my PlayStation. It, it's some of the shady stuff that they say and do it, like, of course they have to make their case. So that way, you know, I considering all the stuff that they do when they can where they have times exclusives that are now at the two year mark and they have clauses in the contract for stuff to not go into game pass or some sort of like subscription service type of deal. I just find it kind of ironic that they're called, uh, you know, or, or making these statements, but it's, it's understandable. You're always going to try to fight for your best outcome. So when, when the big behemoth that Microsoft is, is out there and they've, they're going to pretty much uh, own the rights to one of your big money makers. Cause you know, they get 30% cut as far as sales in their store. And this could potentially would, but something like this eventually being in Game Pass day and date, it's definitely going to, one, influence uh, console purchases or purchases in general. Because why would you spend $70 on the PlayStation? Like, well, let, let's put it this way. If you have both consoles, why would you spend 70 when you can get it included in the subscription 100%. service that you're priority subscribed to? Yep, that, 100%. That's, you know that that's common sense now for those and I, I i hate referring to them as the casual gamers but like for the the masses basically the ones that will wait a year or two before they they jump in they're not on the bleeding edge of having to have the the newest stuff right right day and date type of deal they're going to be the consumer that's going to look at how far their money can go and if you have a series s out there 
which probably by Black Friday will be around $200 or so, or it may still be around the $240, $250 range with some games packaged in or some Game Pass uh, months uh, packaged in as well. Somebody's going to look at that and say, hey, I could walk out the store for under 300 bucks and have access to an unlimited amount of games, it seems. Or even better, hey, there's a couple of gamers in the household, me, the wife, or me and the kids, or, or you know, if you're a roommate or whoever, you could pick up two consoles for around 500 bucks with, you know, the, you know, get the subscription and then do the family plan. This is not just a game changer. This is going to, you know, I wouldn't say revolutionize things because we're already at that digital age where look at digital music and streaming services as far as movies and, and music. No one, I won't say no one's buying physical, but it's it, it definitely changed how people look at things. And, and even still, people that used to buy the music digitally aren't really doing that as much because they could just sign up for Spotify. So in the grand scheme of things, this this family plan deal it is I wouldn't say it's the gauntlet just yet because there's one more caveat that they got to go. And then it's, you know, game over for everybody outside of them where you would have the ability to fully share your digital library other than beyond one other console. Like game sharing now is great. I got two kids. I can only game share with one. So I was spending $30 a month on Game Pass when I'm not using my my Microsoft rewards points, which I encourage everybody to do. But as as far as like when it comes to getting the most for your dollar, this game, uh, the the family plan, with me having two kids that game, my wife doesn't game as much, but she does game on mobile. She games on the PlayStation a bit, but it's mainly one game that can also be on the Xbox. So we can always replace that PS4 without much problem now. But um, it, it it's going to be amazing for the fact that one, I'm going to save $5 on ultimate because spending 30 a month for two things of ultimate game sharing across one other console. And then my other son basically having to, you know, uh, have his own account. Plus my kids have their own gaming PCs. Plus they have their mobile phones, which they game on having ultimate across the, the entire family now is, is going to be like, better than Christmas on Christmas day kind of thing for me, as far as one for saving of money and two, everybody will have something. They'll have their like downtime occupied. So it's no more like, Oh, I got to, you know, search a billion and one things <laughs> to, to get the Microsoft rewards points to, to, you know, be able to cover it this month. They can just focus on gaming and, and be happy in, in the time that they have allotted for that. But it it's just, Sony, I, I I think they've pushed the needle too far where it's like, oh, you can't have, you know, Final Fantasy and you can't do all these other things. And now Microsoft is clapping back at them with with some stuff that's kind of got them shook a bit. It's, you know, what that explained to me, that explains their statements in Brazil and so forth. But um, yeah, I, I, I won't say time is uh, ticking for, for PlayStation. It ju just really comes down to what the next generation holds. Hopefully this makes Sony act weird or, or gets them a little bit more creative in, in the things that they Indeed. do, like yeah. adding Crunchyroll to their subscription, which who knows why uh, again, it's not part it, of it now. It's shocking that it's not there already. <laughs> Doing day and date on some of their, their games, or at least day and date on PC. God, for God's sakes, that makes the most sense. It's like if, if you're having a hard time 
with your your production of consoles or or at least putting them out there on the market for people to acquire other than scalpers why not put the game day and date on pc because then at least those that do have a pc that may not have their ps5 can at least get the game and then maybe when they get the ps5 down the road they double dip like a lot of us xbox guys do so yeah i don't know it's it's very interesting Looking forward to the family plan wholeheartedly. I'm hoping it's before the end of the year, just like I'm hoping the Activision deals before the end of the year. Like, can that be the perfect storm for Christmas? Activision closes all the Activision Blizzard stuff in Game Pass. The family plan is before Christmas. You, you got like a, a discount on the consoles for Black Friday. I mean, Xbox stands a real big chance of capitalizing this holiday. But man, it, it's it's great for us as far as the consumer because we're going to benefit. And then on the flip side of things, that's going to push Sony to do more creative things that might push even Nintendo to do more creative things, like come up with an actual home based console. But you know, that, yeah. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> no, no good stuff. Uh, real quick. Uh, f- f- a good friend of the program, suicide Kings actually dropped the first super chat of the day. He says, wifey wants to know if you will provide breakfast. Let me tell you something. Mrs. Boom is a ridiculous cook. She puts her foot in it, as they say. Uh, and unfortunately, we would love to feed the world, but we just can't because I'm retired and I live on one salary. So, <laughs> but thank you for the super chat, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, look, folks, uh, we're going to get into uh, the next topic. Uh, we have uh, about uh, 35 minutes left in the show. Maybe we, we do a little bit of overtime today. We got to talk about uh, with uh, the, the newest story. And this was, this was posted by many, many uh, websites, but I pulled this one. Uh, directly from purexbox.com. Uh, it was written by Ben Keery on Tuesday, and the headline is Logitech is working with Xbox on a dedicated cloud gaming handheld. Uh, and, uh, uh, and, and the article says, uh, we've been banging on about a dedicated handheld system for years in Xbox land, haven't we? And I've been a part of that conversation because I've been banging on that drum as well. And it says, and they continue in the article, it's, and it's just something we never got despite successful efforts from both PlayStation and Nintendo. Well, with cloud gaming on the rise, Logitech and Tencent are stepping in to create something of that sort. And uh, this is what uh, a quote from the, uh, from the article. It says, as someone that grew up playing video games, the idea of being able to stream and play AAA games almost anywhere is super exciting, and we can't wait to show everyone what we've been working on. And that comes the way of Logitech's general manager, uh, who said that uh, be, on, be on the lookout for uh, an announcement, and, 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 and apparently it's going to be a thing. Uh, listen, let, let's bring in Web Dave uh, on this. Dave, look. Uh, you you've been on the program for 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 a bit, and I I've actually said many times more than not that uh, something like the Steam Deck is not for me because it's a very tech heavy uh, device, and I even though I'm a quote unquote tech guy, um, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of having to you know do what someone like a Kiyosante does, like he is a, right. a, a a a real tech guy where he's a, he calls himself the tinkerer, uh, and he knows how to you know, do a ton of things that would would fall on deaf ears for me personally. But something from Logitech, which is simply just a dedicated handheld for like something like, you know, uh, uh, you know, web-based gaming or, or cloud-based gaming would be perfect. I say it's a day one buy for me. What, what, where does your interest fall? Because you just showed the screen. You have a Steam Deck. 
But even with that said, does a new Logitech device, you know, uh, potentially fall into something that you would buy day and date? Uh, sign me up now. There you go. I mean, Steam Deck is is fantastic, and I and I love it. And in fact, I was playing it uh, this morning when I got up at five a.m. Uh, you know, and I tell you, the the cool thing about it is that, like you said, this it, it it's not that it's not impossible to set up, and there is a process to get it, you know, to get it to work on the Steam Deck, you know, but it's not proprietary, and that's what I think. Them working with Microsoft is gonna is gonna make this this handheld too. In other words, you open it up, you turn it on, you just log into your Game Pass account, and you're ready to go. As and as well as probably some other different types of uh, game systems or game, I should say. Um, Streaming services will be available on it, and to me, it's a no-brainer. If they can keep the price reasonable, screen size a good size, and make it durable, you know, for the for the younger ones that don't want to <laughs> want this handheld type device, then I think I think they're really onto something. And you don't have to download games with Game Pass; you can just stream them. Yep. And and man, is it that's a huge library available to stream, and more and more every day. Plus, they're always improving the streaming. You know, they're they're constantly working to to bring the latency down. And um, it's there's times when I've played Halo on this, and there wasn't I couldn't tell a difference by somebody else playing on a console or a PC. You know, I still got my kills in. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think it's a uh, it uh, to me. Sign me up. I'm ready for one now. Uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to the reveal. I think it's uh, it's going to be a product that's uh, you know that's it's going to be it's going to sell a lot. I mean, the Steam Deck is also for you know so many other things besides just you know Game Pass. This device kind of focused on you know the ability to to be able to stream um, you know Game Pass and then plus being able to um, I mean because Microsoft they said is in the article I believe is working with them. You know, to make sure that this, you know, that that all, that all the kinks are worked out, so that when the, you know, when you buy the system and you turn it on, it's gonna, it's gonna work flawlessly. And yeah. I can't wait for that. I'm, you know, yes, I've got the Steam Deck, and I'm called, uh, yes, I have some uh, disposable income, <clears throat> so I will, <laughs> I'll be buying another one, maybe even two, uh, but I'll definitely, definitely gonna be getting one for sure. I, I can't see if it's available. I'm, I'm buying one for sure. Yeah, you know, it's it's very interesting because what we're seeing is Microsoft make big moves, but be ninja-like stealth in doing so, right? Mm -hmm. And you said you used the words perfect storm. And I think you're on to something because let's let, let, let's take a step back, folks. And I and I'm gonna pull I'm gonna pull a card right out of uh, Steel Rain, who had had to bounce out of the handle some family stuff. I don't know if we're gonna get him back, but uh hopefully everything is gonna be okay. Uh, you know, he always talks about pulling yourself out into like an RTS, uh, you know, uh, view of the, of, of, of what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And it's a great point. Uh, when you, when you turn around and you do that and you see how Microsoft is quietly, right. Doing all of these things, right. I know that right now, the biggest conversation that we've had, and we're going to continue to have before the deal is done, when the deal is done. And after the deal is done is the ABK deal, right? Like that is the biggest story of 2022. That's it. That, I mean, I know Bungie's a big deal because they, they, they're now the first party for Sony and Sony's made some moves. 
Uh, Nintendo, I think, may have picked up a, a, a developer earlier in the year. They they might pick up someone later on. Uh, but the big story of the year is, of course, Activision Blizzard King. Uh, with that said, though, as big as a monster as, as this deal is, Microsoft is doing little things behind the scenes, right? You know, Game Pass, uh, the inherent value has now skyrocketed to unmatchable uh, ways with the family plan that was announced, Definitely. right? We see all of these other moves that they're making, you know, being out front with the with, with the community as they do. Uh, I mean, it's, again, we can all look back and say, well, 2022 was both, had a bunch, a, a ton of highs for Microsoft. It had a bit of lows, you know, the, the, the no first party stuff in 2022 is a bit disappointing. There's, there's no denying that. But when you look at this perfect storm that we're talking about that you just made mention of, again, I think you're onto something in a big way. And 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 and, and let me let me paint that picture for uh, uh, Fuzzy. Uh, Fuzzy, everyone has had great points so far. Mm-hmm. You've had some great points. Dread has amazing points, as well as Dave. But what's interesting about this handheld that is apparently going to release this year? When you say perfect storm, you say, well, a perfect storm uh, has Microsoft potentially getting the deal done with ABK before the end of the year, maybe even before the holiday season, having the uh, the ability to drop a ridiculous amount of Activision Blizzard games into Xbox Game Pass, offer a console at 199 bucks, give a family plan up to five people for $25 a month. And now you hear they're working hand in hand with not only Logitech but Nvidia to get uh, to make sure that this is a dedicated Xbox handheld uh, to play uh, cloud gaming. And again, they didn't mention price. I don't know what it's going to be. Probably three or four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But when you consider everything that is happening in front of us, this 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 handheld couldn't come at a better time because. What, what the younger generation is used to playing on are tablets. Yeah. What are used to playing on phones. If they can have a dedicated handheld that takes advantage of a family plan, uh, Xbox is offering for 25 bucks. I think that the, that, 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 that the reality of Sony being you know very concerned about market leadership and, of course, losing that crown is right in front of us. And it seems like there is a tidal wave about to hit the industry. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I, as someone that enjoys also playing on my Steam Deck, uh, as far as the, I, I did the whole Game Pass, uh, like the Beta Edge app, <laughs> so you could do it, it where uh, Game Pass is almost, it feels almost like natively on on the Steam Deck. Having something really dedicated for this, it, it is going to be Crazy. an awesome deal. Like I originally thought that, you know, Xbox would kind of nudge Valve and be like, hey, you know how we did the uh, the Bang Olsen uh, like headphones? Let's do like a you know design by or yes. design for Xbox type yep. of Steam Deck or something. This would be even better because I'm pretty sure it's going to probably be a, a good bit cheaper. Not knocking the quality in any way, shape or form on an NVIDIA product or on uh, Logitech. But I'm, I'm figuring it's probably going to be probably about 100 bucks less than what they uh, a maybe for two, maybe yeah. two hundred dollars less. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, having something like that potentially come out at the holidays, mm-hmm. like, I, you know what? I, I 
it would be great to own an electronic store at this point. You know, all <laughs> things aside, as far as like inflation and, and whatnot, I, I can only imagine what the the uh, balance books are going to look like after the holidays, because you're going to have people lined up for the consoles. You're going to have people lined up for this handheld. You're mm-hmm. going to have people lined up for like digital cards for like Game Pass. So it, it would be a now would be the time if if you were ever thinking of opening an electronic store, this might be the the narrow window to kind of <laughs> you know push that through. But yeah, having a handheld would be an awesome thing because I. I Yes, I'm getting up there in age. My eyes and fingers aren't as great as they once were. So playing on my phone isn't the most Come desirable on, old man. way to do it. And I, I, I love the Kishi, the, the Razer Kishi thing for my phone, but ha- the, the Steam Deck is like that perfect size. Like the, the screen is big enough where I can yep. read the text on the screen yeah. and the button placement is, is even more comfortable overall. And it's not even that much heavier than what a cell phone with the Kishi is. So... Yeah, I, I, I think Logitech is going to have a home run on their end. I don't know what Nintendo is going to do. I mean, Nintendo is going to do what Nintendo does. but They have been walking <laughs> to the beat of their own drum for years. And you know, the truth of the matter is, is this. It, it, even, even if this thing comes out and it kills, mm-hmm. Nintendo is not losing an MPD. You know what I'm True. saying? Like they have won <laughs> right. like 40 months in a row, folks. The Switch has, has I think they crossed 111 million consoles so they're, they're yeah. going to break they have they have a a real shot folks to break uh records that have that were currently held by the Wii, uh yeah. and uh and and they're, and they're getting close and and it's for something that's this old and hardware like yeah it, it, it's, it's still selling it but it's so far behind chipset wise <laughs> like it was already a good bit behind the last generation consoles when it came out in 2017 yeah but, but their games run i mean first party games run it flawlessly so eventually at some point i guess nintendo is going to be a, a streaming console <laughs> to some extent for third party yeah. stuff because they've already done that to some extent but uh this hey, logitech deal i think would definitely help push them you know maybe to do a switch pro or uh switch to or whatever but fuzzy don't don't you think that the 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 thing this is designed for streaming only i mean they're going to be able to bring the size down the cost down yeah. because it's yeah, they true. don't have to you don't have the hard drive you know the the extra memory sticks true i mean there's so many benefits to it being focused on high-end streaming oh my gosh yeah, yeah. I, and I wonder if this kind of like I know the whole Keystone thing when we were talking about the TV, like not the built-in Samsung thing, but you like a, the, the a, stick, a or stick the puck. type. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think this might be the better move to push this forward and and you know not necessarily permanently shelve the other idea, but I think this will hit at a better time as far as having that handheld. Well, people have been clamoring for an Xbox handheld for years. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's absolute fact that we all want one. And like I said, for me, uh, like I said, I, 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 I the ideology of what they were able to do with the Steam Deck excites me as a tech guy. But it also worries me because I know that I would not I would never use that console to the best of its ability. I, I just I just would not. And it'd be a waste. Uh, Dread, I want to get your opinion on this. Obviously, you got some kids. Uh, this is uh, this is what the article said. Uh, says, okay, it's not a typical handheld console that plays native games. It's sticking to cloud for now. However, though, 
The system is set to fully support Xbox Cloud Gaming, with Microsoft and NVIDIA helping in development, integrating their respective cloud services. This is uh, another feather, so to speak, in the Microsoft's cap uh, of what they are doing. Like I said, they have their hands in so many cookie jars. It's crazy dread. Uh, and again, you know, uh, Dave and uh, and um, and Fuzzy bring up a great point because this is not going to run these games native because it's not going to have an expensive hard drive on there. They can keep this cost down. Now, what 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 does this cost look like, Dredd? I I don't know. Is it is two ninety nine a good price? Is do they release it and try and sell it in bulk for two hundred bucks? Is it two forty nine? Is it three ninety nine? We we won't know. But it is supposedly going to be running this year. And they are very confident that it is going to impress for you. Is this is this day and date for you? I wish it was. <clears throat> let's let's put it back into perspective, right? So this this handheld, I mean, my, uh, Microsoft has been pushing since the 360 days an X Boy that they never pushed out. They decided against it, and obviously the name doesn't sound right either. But that that was going to mm-hmm. be you know the Game Boy version for xbox and what are we doing now i mean currently now what are we doing we are traveling right even even lord cognito when i met him uh, uh, at the uh um uh gcx in orlando right he even brought the series s right so that's his travel companion wouldn't it make sense to have a handheld seeing that they've already been pushing this out. Um, we've already seen that the Switch is a handheld that, that's doing this, you know, but obviously we're not we're not playing native. We're, we're playing streaming, right? So, But you're, you're doing this, and they have xCloud. They have, well, online gaming. I still call it xCloud for whatever reason. But they have all this stuff going on, and it makes sense. You know, you got a company right now that's selling, you know, boom, you've, you've tested it out. They're selling the 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 screen that hooks up to your console. Everybody I mean, said, I, yeah, you know, the X screen. I, ha- I was very yeah. very fortunate enough to uh, be uh, sent one, uh, and I let my nephew go ham on it, and it's it's an amazing, absolutely astounding product. Right. So, transform that from. Uh, what well, I think was was that X screen like a uh, hundred bucks or something like that. I, I don't know um, the price. They made it a little bit more. It was a little bit more. I don't recall the price. You know what? If, uh, why, why am I going to guess? While you continue, I'm going to look up the X screen <laughs> price right now. Yeah. So you figure that price. You figure the price for a Series X. Oh, I'm sorry, S a Series S. Let's let's be clear with our speak, right? Um. So you you combine the two of those. You know, it's getting close to a One a X, but it's portable. You know, but how portable is it? It's not really that portable when you still have to hook it up. And then you got the Stream Deck, and like I said before, the Switch, which are both uh, competition. You know, yeah, they're not exactly one for one, but they're close enough. And and to dive into that market for you know using the power that they have that they always push. You know, you're going to be playing on a Series X when you're streaming these games. But these yep. games, the Series X blades, each blade is going to be playing four games on it, right? Because you don't need that much power in the blade, you know, um, 
oh, I'm sorry, in in the the console of each blade because there's five consoles in each blade. But still, you're pushing out that many, you know. So when you look at it, why not utilize the power that you have? You make it cheaper. Um, they could probably still push it out. Let's say anywhere from 200 to uh, 299, right? So anywhere in between there, you know. So that way, because why would you want to buy it if you can just buy a one a, a S, you know, but you're trying to show them, Hey, this is where we're at. This is where we're going. And this is the power we have to show you. And you can take this with you. It's cheaper. It's a handheld. You don't have to worry about breaking it because you don't have to worry about anybody stealing it. There, there's, you know what I mean? So it's, it's smaller, it's lighter, and it does the exact same thing that the bigger brothers do. You know, so it's just like, a, you know, everybody was talking about the pucks, you know, or the stick, whatever. It makes sense. So if, if they can get away with it and, and push it out there, it'd be the way to do it. Um, and, it and like I said, it advertises their tech. No, I mean, why I listen, that, yeah, why spend be, that much money on tech if you're not going to utilize it? Absolutely. That's why I didn't buy a Steam Deck. That's exactly why I didn't buy it. And then you yeah. think about it. Huh, I got Game Pass. I can play. Oh, wait, I got Family Game Pass. I could probably buy a few more of these. Oh, yeah. Right? So think about that. Now, because I, I read somebody, uh, somebody had a thing where their daughter jumped on their phone and kicked them out, right? I get the same thing all the time. <laughs> she jumps in, and for whatever reason, she logs me in when she logs herself in. I don't know why it happens, but it, it kicks me out. But the same thing, right? You can hand that off to, to your child. You can buy one for yourself. Yep. You know, you can buy a couple if the prices are cheap enough. And, and yet again, you're, you're promoting both things at this time. If you're promoting family plan, you're promoting this handheld console um, and you're promoting, you know, so you, you got Game Pass. You get, you, you're promoting everything in the name of Xbox. So it makes sense to do it like this. You know, how how it comes about, that's. We, we you know we still need to wait and see but people are doing it now with bigger consoles and i was doing it back in the 360 days i br- I, I would travel to the hotels i'd bring my 360 and my ps3 and i would play while i was at the hotel that's you know? yeah it's, i that's what i would do like i said if i was traveling whether it be on a train or a bus or wherever uh your hotel you know imagine, you imagine the kid in the back are we there yet? No, <laughs> they won't be saying that anymore because they'll be like, hold on, I'm not done playing. And you're mm. like, get out of the car. <laughs> you know, so thing, it'll it'll change a little bit. So, yeah, that's that's about it. No, I mean, I mean, good stuff. I mean, I, th- I, th- I definitely think you're onto something, especially when you consider uh, how expensive the Steam Deck could be, because obviously I wouldn't have settled for the smaller uh, hard drive. I would have went for the the, the big boy. And that's was over six hundred bucks. Uh, so when you consider that uh, Logitech, who makes great products, uh, could potentially release uh, a handheld dedicated uh, to Xbox Cloud Gaming, and uh, hearing that both Nvidia and Microsoft are working with them to get this thing done, it's another it's another piece of the big puzzle here uh, of what potentially could see market domination come the form of xbox like i said they were the sleeping giants that were poked now you've woken or you pulled the you know you pulled on the tiger's tail now he's up 
Now what do you do? Oh shit! You know the 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 the, the, the three, near three trillion uh, dollar company is awake and they're and they're not taking any prisoners. Oh shit! What do we do now? Run for cover. I don't know what else to say. Uh, but listen, folks, uh, we do have 15 minutes left, and I do have a topic that I want to add at the uh, uh, 145 mark. And this comes the way, folks. This is this is pretty. Uh, I don't know if you guys been guys and gals been keeping your ear to the floor, but Square Enix had a horrendous quarter. Uh, they were down on everything. Not surprising because, well, Square Enix has uh, Sony in their pocket or Sony has them in their pocket. I don't know who's pocketing who, but it's not good for Square Enix. And uh, we have a new report that comes the way of VGC.com or VideoGamesChronicles.com, which I have in front of me. And they say Square Enix has reportedly confirmed, ladies and gentlemen, that it's looking to sell stakes in its studios and concentrate resources on Japanese games. Uh, this is this article was uh, was posted uh, today by Chris Scullion of, of of VGC, and this is what uh, this is what Chris had to say. The publisher held a conference call on Friday to discuss its most recent financial results. And following the call, Japanese Japanese based analyst David Gibson took to Twitter. To summarize its plans, I'm going to pull up his Twitter account right now and see what David had to say on the matter. Uh, and uh, let me just uh, David Gibson is who? Who is David Gibson? What is his title? He's a games, internet, social media, tech, and IT are his interest, and he's a senior analyst at MST Financial. And this is what he had to say regarding this. Uh, let me just load that up. He says uh, he had, had quite a few posts on this. Crystal Dynamics slash EDO's um, deal sale was driven by concerns that the titles uh, that the titles cannibalized sales of the rest of the group, and so it could improve capital capital efficiency if they sold them, which they did. His second tweet says sales of uh, of Crystal Dynamics a Square uh, and uh, EDO's Montreal is simply phase one. Phase two is diversification of studio capital structure. His third one says phase two, you say, rising development costs of making games means uh, 100% owned studios. They need to be selective and concentrate resources, which limits expansion. And it's, he has, I mean, it, it, my God, he has, he has 10 responses, potentially more. Look, the reality is, is that I think we're going to see, and Mr. Babbitt and I were talking, uh, if you don't know who Mr. Babbitt is, he is the voice of an excellent Sony PlayStation show that you should definitely uh, check out uh, on a week. Uh, you should add it to your rotation for sure. Uh, and we were talking in DMs the other day, and he says uh, simply that the Square Enix purchase uh, is is going to happen. I think that's common knowledge at this point from uh, from uh, you know from Sony. Sony proper is going to add Square Enix. I think that we are seeing. Uh, them, they were tightening the belt, so to speak, when they sold Crystal Dynamics and Edios Montreal. Uh, I don't know what else they're going to, you know, cut off to make it a, a more even, uh, an even more uh, proper-looking deal for Sony. But this deal is going to happen. Now, does it happen in 2022? I don't know. Uh, they just—they literally just closed the 3.6 billion dollar deal with Bungie, so maybe. They hold out until 
the uh, start of 2023, maybe. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I don't think this would be held up by regulatory bodies. What 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 we're seeing happen with the ABK deal because uh, I don't. It's not going to be anywhere near it. Uh, Dave, is this surprising that they are? Uh, first of all, that they they had terrible losses. They had horrendous mm. losses, uh, and and I think a lot to do with that is keeping stuff simply on PlayStation. And if you look at the numbers that were in this in this report, PlayStation players are just not buying these games. Uh, right. It's the same the same way that PlayStation players aren't buying first party games. They, there's a lot of them that yeah, sure, they sold 20 million for Spider Man. I think it's over 25 million 2018. Miles Morales, I believe, is up past 2020, and that's an amazing title. Mm-hmm. Uh, no pun intended. God of War, the 2018's Game of the Year, no doubt. Uh, that sold over 20 million. Um, but a lot of their first-party games do not crack that 20 million. Some of them don't even crack the 10 million. So this is why we're seeing them have such bad numbers because they could have easily re- uh, launched. Um, Final Fantasy 7 onto Xbox Game Pass, and I guarantee you it would have sold more on Xbox than it did on PlayStation. I can guarantee you that. Yes. Uh, but what what are your thoughts on this, on them looking to sell stakes in studios? Yeah, well, first I gotta say, shout out to Gaz in the chat. Welcome. Oh, Gaz. Mr. Gaz, what's going on, brother? Oh, Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm in my... Oh, in, you, in my I, you're I you're in the zone. <laughs> I tell you, um, I, I think, I mean, there's a reason for the doing it is because they're kind of hurting and, yeah. um, you know, they, they had a couple of misses that, that one game that was made by a uh, platinum that, um, you know, had like, you know, six people playing at one time, uh, you know, that just recently released, uh, you know, that, and that was a, you know, square Enix, you know, title, you know, they released it under their monarchy and it did not sell good at all. So I I think that Microsoft ought to go in and buy up these stakes is what they need to do <laughs> to, to get a little foothold, a little control over some of the craziness. Because boy, that would be that would just mm, that'd be awesome. I, that's what I would do if I was Microsoft because they can buy stakes in another company and it doesn't have to go past any regulators or anything uh, to do that at all. So that wouldn't you know that wouldn't affect their ABK deal at all. So I think that they definitely uh, should do that, but. Um, I'm not surprised uh, that they're they're wanting to do that. Um, that's just making them more, you know, basically just throwing up the flags of you know somebody bias, somebody bias. Um, and and you know the you know the word on the street is that Sony is is preparing to to try and do that. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but um, I just know that um, I, I hope this other deal gets done and, and Microsoft is able to come in and scoop them up. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, uh, Square Enix, dude, they're a major, major player in the Japanese market. Um, they're, you know, Final Fantasy uh, is is big, is actually bigger in the U.S. than it is in Japan. And was it the uh, Dragon Warrior games that they make are actually bigger in Japan than they are in the United States. So it's that's kind of weird, but they're both great. They're all great. They have a lot of great um um properties that i think that would uh you know would be whoever gets them would be uh be very beneficial for them to to scoop them up so i i i like i said i i think that um i'm not surprised that it's that, it's, that they're asking for this because i think they kind of want to stay you know maybe or maybe they didn't get the big offers that they were hoping you know somebody wanted to come in and, and buy them up so that well another way to keep going is to sell some more stakes in the company 
other than you know other than you know somebody coming in and actually buying out the company but who knows i mean, you know i'm just i just think that microsoft should definitely scoop in and uh, do what they can to either get you know get some shares or buy the whole damn thing well, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I, I don't know if, uh, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I can see them going after a Bandai Namco before yeah. they go after Square because I think they have an amazing relationship with them. Same I know everyone's, everyone's like, Capcom, Capcom. Look, I, I again, man, in 2016, Capcom was on the ropes, folks. I don't know how many people, I've been, I've been banging that drum oh, for yeah. years. That's a fact. And then Resident Evil 7 came out and changed their fortunes. Not they had back-to-back right. hits. The Final Fantasy, I mean, uh, um, you had uh, Monster Hunter come out right after uh, Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 8 uh, came out last year. Great success. Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake is uh, sold like gangbusters. They have Resident Evil 4 Remake coming. Uh, they have that dinosaur game, which I was not interested in at first, but looks really cool. Mm -hmm. And I will definitely get that. So I would love for my uh, for Microsoft to add like a Capcom because of their legendary IPs. I don't think they're for sale by anyone because they. Right. I mean, a couple doing of too good. Ago, yeah, they, they well a couple of months ago they reported that they were going to increase their employee salaries by twenty five percent. Because of how good of uh, of quarters, back to back quarters they were having, so I don't I don't think that is going to happen. But uh, Fuzzy, let's bring you on the conversation, and then we'll get Dred's final opinion, and we'll get everyone H out of here. Uh, are you surprised to see after the abysmal financials that were put out there for everyone to see uh, that they're basically uh, lining themselves up to be uh, to be purchased potentially hmm. by uh, Sony? Uh, it, see, it's funny that what them doing as bad as they've been doing, and then they offloaded what I would consider probably one of their more successful arms of their um, of their dev studios and things. It it just seems like they're making consistent bad decisions. <laughs> uh, whether it's you know agreeing to keep stuff off a certain platform or whatever the case may be, but. Um, I, I don't even know if Sony wants them anymore. It almost seems like Sony told them, hey, if you do this, we might take you to dinner type of thing. And they did all that stuff. And now they're stuck with the bill type of deal. But yeah, it it, it sucks to see a company that, that has so much great potential as far as their, their IPs do so, you know, terribly <laughs> financially. But, you know, NFTs is like a boat anchor to any company that, you know, even brings it up type of thing. So... I hope for their sake, either Sony steps up and, you know, kind of make sure that they don't go the way of the dodo or, you know, maybe Microsoft kicks them some extra funding. So that way we see more square stuff on on the Xbox platform. But uh, I yeah, I, I, I would have assumed by now, especially after the IDEOS Montreal and, and Crystal Dynamics deal was uh, done with uh, Embracer. I was expecting like within 30 days, you know, uh, Sony welcome, welcoming them to the family. But I, I at this point, I don't even know. I, I would think considering the bad forecast that Sony had with their their most recent uh, call as well, that that would be a better time to at least, you know, add something to expand the brand or, or at least bring more attention to the brand other than the negative stuff with less uh, gameplay or less 
player gameplay or game time and and uh, lower sales numbers than projected type of thing. But you know, hopefully soon Square will find an either a new home or a new investor to support their uh, future endeavors type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know what? You're right. Uh, I don't think they would go the way of the dodo. I think what they would do is really tighten the belt, mm-hmm. and I think that. Uh, at some point, unless they're being money hatted by Sony, which they're notorious for doing, uh, they would not n- or no longer keep games off of uh, the Xbox platform. Like right now, their next two biggest games uh, in Final Fantasy set, uh, 16 and uh, Final Fantasy 7 Part 2, I'm three big games. And uh, uh, what's the other one? Oh my God! Uh, with the with the uh, with the female character that looks, looks oh for spoken awesome. for spoken that's right mm-hmm. that's for, again we don't have I don't have the documentation in front of me but it's rumored to have that those two titles are two year exclusives at least two years yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. Seven Part Two well Part One didn't come so you're probably not getting Part Two either <laughs> there is going to come a point where that. Uh, those decisions to keep these games off of the Xbox is going to it, it, it's right in front of us. It's hurting Square Enix. Yeah, the bottom line now. is being hurt right now. That's right. Dreadpool, with the financials out there, with uh, the the rumor that Square Enix could potentially become first party, uh, we don't know when that's going to happen. I, I really think that's not an if, it's a when at this point. We've been hearing it for a while. I mean, many people have talked about it. Uh, do you see uh, this happening? But more importantly, at some point, even if they're owned by Sony, can Sony afford to, for the, the, to keep games off of uh, off of Xbox? Uh, can, can they afford to do that after making this big purchase? They're going to attempt to. And, and I have a date for you when this is going to happen. Talk about it. Let's go. Um, it was going to happen uh, November 11th, 2022. Interesting. They were going to use that to, to blow up uh, Starfield and throw that under the water and be like, yo, look at what we got. We got Final Fantasy Remakes Part 2. But uh, I don't see it happening now. I, it'll probably get pushed back. They won't make that announcement uh, until they their numbers are right. And I see them buying it, but I, um, they, they have so much loss, even though they got rid of the U S uh, you know, the America's uh, section, uh, there's so much loss there that they need to justify being bought for a good price, you know? So they, they want to, you got to remember when these companies sell out, they liquefy everything they can. They stop uh purchasing stuff i mean they don't even buy pencils or pens stuff that you need to have you know to to make sure that they're up on the money so that way they can get as much money out of their um their company there's a lot of a lot of the stuff that happens so uh excuse me when for this to happen i see it happening regardless it's just i don't know if they could recover enough just being um, one con, you know, f- limited to one console. I mean, there's a lot of third-party games that you're gonna lock down to one console now. I mean, you see what's going on with Final Fantasy, right? We brought that up already. They didn't do as well as they could have. They could have made more money being completely multiplat 
I mean, what 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 do you think's going on with Call of Duty? It's going multiply because they're they're making the money. And then once they get to that point where Microsoft says, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to hold back." You know, Sony's going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to make sure that these games right now until it's understood that everything is under Sony and from here on out these games will be Sony only. They're going to have to keep some of these games multiplied. They're going to have to. There's no way that they can recoup the money they're spending for this. And they don't have that much money. I mean, they, they've got a little more money than I do, but they don't have that much money just to flaunt around and then go, hey, you know what? We want to keep this away. So we're going to buy a whole a whole new studio that is liquidating because they can't figure out what they're doing. You know, when you're buying IPs like Marvel, and and all the the pro, the pricing that goes behind it that's the same reason that, that EA is trying to go with more uh of their own brands versus licensing out these big IPs you know and and this is you know final fantasy is a big IP that they own so that's 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 going to be quite some money to buy that and then be strictly forever under yeah. PlayStation I agree. I, I, I definitely think you're on to something. Uh, real quick, Jacob Novick, good friend of the program, says, at Double Barrel Gaming, again, you know that Xbox tweeted tweeted 20 years of Xbox, right? Well, Square retweeted it that three days ago and wrote 20 years of amazing partnership and more in the future. What, what? Uh, I mean, uh, I didn't see that. Drop that into mm. a deep. Uh, that's, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty interesting uh, <laughs> a tweet that I missed. I don't know how the hell I missed that. Want to see uh, that? But, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. That is very that is very interesting because again, I'll go to Twitter. Yeah, well, he said he you know he said he went. This is three days ago, and you know that 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 falls in line with their financials. Maybe maybe PlayStation isn't in a place where they can afford to buy them. Maybe they have someone else in mind rather than Square Enix because of the you know the 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 numbers. Maybe Microsoft is, you know, Microsoft wants that that foothold in Japan. I mean, and- look at look at uh, Discord. It was going to go to Xbox, and then Sony bought them. They, ha- yep. they gave them a better price. So maybe yep. the same s- scenario. They're looking at it, and Sony's maybe you know maybe not giving them that control that they're wanting, that they think that they'll get from Xbox. Maybe Xbox is doing something there too. Interesting. Um, it's it's yeah. it's it's very interesting to know that and. and I see this in the chat. I've already responded, but I'm going to respond to it again. A U.S. company can buy a Japanese company. There yes, is no, I saw that. There's yes. no red tape on there. It's it's an international red tape is what it is. There is no thing that you cannot buy. A, they would prefer that they sell to it to a Japanese company. But there's no. It, it's not illegal no, to sell to outside of the, right. their own their own country. That's correct. Exactly. So so please stop with the misconception and stop spreading misinformation. Uh, let's let's. It was it was understood that from way back in the day when we were kids, but it, it's all different now. It's it's not like that. We actually have information. I mean, whole law was here. Uh, Gaz is in the chat. I mean, they can even tell you. I mean, they're. The company I work for is global. So you're going to tell me that Mm -hmm. my global company is not in Japan, which I know they are. So, yeah, it's not. It's just more red tape because of the boundaries of each country's. Yeah, that's it. Now, now good stuff, brother. Real quick, Sith Lord, good friend of the program, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says the Razor Kishi is great. 
but it's a designated hand, but a designated handheld would be even better. $250 to $300. I'm sold. Sign me up. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Stay cool. Yeah, it's hot as hell in New York right now. Um, JC Clara Moreau drops an outstanding $2 and says, just another bill to have 5G no go, maybe uh, for 125 bucks. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that cheap. It's going to be the cheapest is going to be probably 250 But listen, let's get everyone out of here. I want to thank uh, the uh, near 450 people we had in the chat today. That's freaking awesome. Hopefully you enjoyed Steel Rain's commentary. We had a, we had a chance to hang out with him. And of course, Hogue Law uh, from Virtual Legality uh, stopped by for half an hour to give his opinion on the ABK deal or his continued opinion and coverage. Uh, obviously, I want to say a big thank you to all the Super Chats that have come in. Uh, we have uh, th- those, again, folks, I say it all the time, but I want you to understand that those Super Chats and the channel memberships, they help power the show for new equipment, for new programs, and more importantly, and the number one thing for Mrs. Boom and I is the big giveaways. Now, we've already had two. We have three more coming, folks. Uh, Boom's birthday bash in September. We're giving $500 worth of uh, digital gifts. Mrs. Boom is having her birthday bash in November, and we're giving an additional $500 worth of digital uh, gifts and the big one. And we're breaking records this time. Come for December, the uh, holiday giveaway that we have been doing since we started the channel. Folks, we're giving away $1,000 worth of digital gifts and that is all paid for by the super chats and the channel memberships that help this channel we put them away and it's it's our way of invested in investing reinvesting in double barrel gaming and uh the more channel members we get the more super chats that we receive the bigger uh prizes that we are and more contests we can do uh again this year is the this year is a big one because we've already given away $400, $300, $400. Now we're going to up the ante with two $500 and $1,000 giveaway come this December. Uh, So thank you so much for that. Let's get to the outros. Web Dave, you got a lot going on, my brother. Thank you so much for not only being here, but delivering fantastic one-on-one content that you do on your website, on your YouTube channel. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can check that out. And more importantly, reach out to you on social media. Thanks, Boom. I appreciate that, man. And uh, I tell you, um, I couldn't have couldn't have done it, couldn't have started it without you, man. You were the inspiration. Oh, thank and you, brother. It's thank true, you. man. It's true. And the opportunity you give um, uh, start outs uh, and people that you know that want to be in this community, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. Uh, you can find me at outbreakpodcast.com. Uh, uh, um, that's our website, outbreakpodcast.com. Or you can you know, link should be a link. Below, you can uh, click on that. Uh, Boom, pretty good about putting those links in there Indeed. for our YouTube channel. Uh, we we appreciate the subscriptions. We're trying to get to uh, uh, 500 now, and of course, the goal is to get to a thousand uh, soon. So that would be great to subscribe uh, to that. I mean, we have some great interviews. Uh, Dealer Gaming, we've had Colt Eastwood, uh, Mr. Boomstick, Fuzzy Belvedere, Dreadpool. All these guys are on there. Uh, coming up this week, um, gosh, Monday we're going to have uh, Steel Rain himself. We'll be uh, we'll be we'll be on, and then uh, next week I'm going to have uh, Crazy Lou. It's going to be on there uh, in the pipes, uh, working on some times and stuff. In the future, I'm hoping to have uh, Gaz on. 
Um, he's uh, he's such a he's such a great guy and will be a wonderful guest. And then uh, Miles Dompierre has also uh, reached out to me, and so we are uh, we're working on some times and dates uh, for that as well, and and some other content as well too. So please um, you get a chance uh, to to watch these. There's some I've got over thirty interviews right now uh, that are up there, and uh, they're all amazing. Um, and um, I tell you, if you're a content creator out there that would like to uh, you know participate or tell your story, reach out to me. Yes. Uh, I'm here on Twitter and, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll schedule you up. That's the whole point, man, is to get people to, to, to know more about everybody and yeah. to enjoy this amazing gaming community we have. Boom. Again, thank you so much. All right, brother. You do. Your interviews are fantastic because what 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 I found very interesting about many of the interviews he does uh, especially with me, is it's not just about gaming; it's about life, and we yep. get and he's able to uh, present these questions in a way that no one has a problem opening up and giving you a behind-the-scenes look uh, of, of of who the person is before they were a personality, and it's 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 very well done, uh, good stuff as always. Fuzzy Belvedere, King mm-hmm. of Racers, I may say. <laughs> Tell everyone about your incredible YouTube channel that is dedicated to the racing genre, but also, you know, you every now and again, you give your two cents about a, a particular hot topic within the community. And where could people reach out to you on social media? Well, just want to thank you for having me on today. And it was awesome having Hogue Law as well as Steel Rain on earlier today. Hope all is well with Steel. But it's always great having a uh, special guest on here and so glad we have uh, Dreadpool back to, with us today and everything. And and Dave, it's always be, it's always awesome being on here with you as well. Um, for anybody that's curious or, or wants to hear my ramblings on anything gaming related, just follow me on Twitter at Fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Or you can uh, check out my YouTube, uh, Fuzzy underscore Belvedere here on YouTube. And once again, thank you so much for having me on. Shout out to the chat. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. It's good stuff as always. And Dreadpool, please sell your sell your brand. Gaming Beyond the Box, Breaking Bread with Dread. What you got going on? Where could people reach out to you on nice social card. media? But more importantly, Dread, where could people support your work? Oh, definitely. Uh, I got to thank, always, always thank the chat first and foremost for showing Absolutely. up hanging 100%. out with us because you guys make the show more than we do uh we just we're just a, a bunch of adult nerds talking gaming you know and having fun talking about the topics <laughs> I love it. That's great. you know and as web dave said you know boom has opened up the door for a lot of people he's uh, he's my my uh my door opener you know, uh, well deserved. Uh, uh, you know. I mean, my, it's, it has been my pleasure to open the door, not only for you, not only for Dave, for Fuzzy, for everyone that I've had an opportunity to do that. It's my honor to do yeah. that because I think that uh, every this again, I say this all the time, Dread. YouTube is packed with incredible talent, uh, and, and and sometimes it's hard to navigate those waters. And I do find it a, an extremely privilege to take someone that maybe not doesn't have an audience and introduce them to one. And then they just run with it. And that's exactly what you've done and fuzzy and everyone that I have, I've had on these shows. I didn't do the work. You do. You've done the work. It's just, I've given you a, given you a platform and and honestly, it's, it's my honor to do so. Yeah. And then for us, like Dave has, you know, we're we're both of us doing the, our, our version of our interviews, you know, with uh, the outbreak podcast and then, my breaking bread with dread, you know, we're mm-hmm. interviewing and opening the door, you know, so we're paying it forward. Like boom did for us. 
we're paying it forward for other people to to, to meet other creators and new and, and new people into the industry so that that's the beauty of all this we're sharing it so you know yet again you see it on the screen linktree at uh, dreadpool all letters all caps has all the links everything but most importantly i'm at 445 for youtube Oh um, man, you're right at that you're right there, yeah. man. At the fi- near 500. Come on, we so, we got we got 339 people still here. <laughs> if you're not subbed to Fuzzy, Dreadpool, and Dave, all you got to do is wait for the show to go up on VOD. Their links are there. Two clicks and you're subscribed. Three yeah. clicks if you want to be a real if you want to be a real gentleman. All you got to do is hit the third time so you hit the bell. So every time they do content, there you go. So and I've been I've been doing you know the the reason why I've been gone everybody knows I've been doing these conventions with uh, Italian clowns mm-hmm. uh, uh, with uh, and 4GQ TV I actually got and I posted it on my channel Bob Camp from Ren and, the co-creator of Ren and Stimpy Ren and Stimpy yeah promo me so I mean to me you know that was awesome you know I I had a chance with Steve Downs but I was like ah I'll talk to him later <laughs> it's been what almost two years now I still don't have a, his promo for me. But uh, no, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the journey's great, you know, opening it up and, and seeing everybody, even in the chat, there's people that are enjoying the content because it's different enough that I still do my gaming stuff. I still do everything, but it, it's also different. And it's also stuff that still pertains to what we do. And it pertains to what I do, even with Halloween. So yep. there's a lot of stuff. And that's the beauty of all this. We get to share this with the chat and the, and our, our fellow creators. So, again, I, I appreciate everybody for coming here. Thank you. And, boom, take us away. Yes, absolutely. But, listen, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. We are 116 subs away from 11K. Uh, the goal for this year originally was 10. We did that on the Iron Lord podcast, thanks to those incredible people over there in January. Uh, and we're trying to hit 12K by the end of the year. We still have five months left of the year. I'm hoping that we can, in fact, hit that 12K goal. That would be an astonishing uh, accomplishment for a small channel that's only been doing YouTube for just under four and a half years. Uh, and obviously, I do this channel with my wife. She's not front and center. She does a lot of behind-the-scenes work. One day, she'll get onto a podcast. Uh, but right now she's just doing a behind the scenes work, but she does, uh, help unbelievably with getting these digital gifts out to everyone and, uh, you know, securing the money and putting the money away in order to us to do that. Uh, but listen, with that said, I'm going to close out the show folks with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my amazing father taught us when we were kids. He would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Be safe. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom.